Mission and charge to unravel. Sounds from the stars, sometimes it's pure babble. We're back to the gravel. We comb the blocks, looking for the predators that roam the blocks. No gang taxpayer outsmart the fox. It's the red taking politics that run the blocks. Put up a grid of the city and connect the dots. Residents, our meal tickets must protect the stock. Investment in Glock tasers and black jackets. Interacting with scholars on down to crack addicts. Dead beat dads vanishing like black magic. Plus, mom's prostitute to survive. And that's tragic. Traffic stops recorded on dashboard cams or tenants complaining about landlord scams. And that's only part of what's addressed on the beat. Plus, the tension at the station, so we're stressed on the street. No sweet taste for tongues that don't eat beef. Rising in the ghetto, sometimes we don't meet. Colder, tired of the odor of the streets. Tired of the street, like tired of the freaks. Tired of the I ain't mean to do it. Help a brother out, fam. You ain't really black. You just front for the white. Just blow to be black. Right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode, episode uh, forty-eight, somewhere like that. I don't even know which one we on anymore. Two blue to be black, two black to be blue. I'm your host, Marv Desires, and uh, we got the good lieutenant also in the house. Yes, sir. All right, Mister Be Easy. Hey, hey. All right, so yeah, let me uh, get the, the music cranked back up here. Um, it's been an interesting week. To say the least, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the uh, with all the stuff that's been going on and whatnot uh, in the news, but it uh, <laughs> uh, seems like uh, we're going to hire some additional security inside uh, Congress just to protect one another, you know, the senators from each other. Oh, what happened? Yeah, uh, Pelosi, man, she was on. Uh, Pelosi was on the. Um, TV, but I want to say probably this morning. I know I, I, last night they uh, they didn't they didn't break the news to this morning, but uh, I guess they're you know with the whole uh, investigations that's going on surrounding January sixth, they're starting to get more uh, intel on some of the uh, behaviors or the uh, assistance to this insurgent from. The senators and so like uh what's her name i can't think of uh um uh, i think she's out of florida um but uh she made she made a statement you know one uh disavowing uh mass shootings that were taking place at these uh or these active shooters that were taking place at the uh, schools and uh, and uh saying that they were uh hoaxes and and conspiracy theories or whatnot and then you know she was also saying for those Senators who were in support of the impeachment that uh, they should be uh, they should be taken out in the courtyard and shot. So I mean, you know, she she got Pelosi worked up. Um, I guess the, the Republican majority leader went down and met with Trump and said that he's still the leader of the Republican group. And uh, you know, so you got all these folk that are that are uh, doubling down on their racism and their anti-government uh, sentiments while they're working in the government. And um, it's uh, just when we thought that it was going, you know, start to right itself, 
with Trump being gone, it seems like it's getting worse. Well, the problem, the problem that I see is that the Republicans in the House and the Republicans in the Senate, not all of them, but most of them have uh, basically lost their damn mind, okay? This is outrageous. Uh, the person you're talking about, Marjorie Taylor Greene from yes, yes, Georgia. It. Yep. Okay, Georgia. Uh, Northwest, I, know it was <clears throat> I believe it was Northwest Georgia around the Rome, Georgia area. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, she's lost her damn mind. Okay, she's lost her damn mind. It is on video. It is on audio. I do not know how the people in that congressional district saw it fit to send her to Congress. Now, what she did concerning Sandy Hook and Parkland and other school shootings, what she said was outrageous. It was horrendous. It was heinous. And now the Republicans have the nerve to want to put her on the Education and Labor Committee. Right, right. And and I okay. think the, the mother now, to one of the Sandy Hook came on. Uh, she came on CNN. The, the lady was almost crying on CNN. Right. I saw, I don't know if that was the Don Lemon That was Don Lemon with, interview. Right. I saw that last night. Yeah. I saw it. And uh, people are beside themselves because they don't understand how this is being allowed. And then you have the Republicans saying, you know what? Well, yeah, okay, she said a whole bunch of crazy stuff about the schools. So we're going to put her on the education committee. <laughs> right, right. Well, right. Why, why don't we put Osama bin Laden in charge of the FBI? I mean, what the hell is wrong with these people? All right? And the Democrats, the Democrats need to put their foot in the ass of this situation. What, they, Plain they seem to, and simple. They seem like they've gotten even more timid about addressing these individuals like they're afraid to censor or remove them you know have them re well have, or you have know them the democrats rather. on one hand i think the democrats are in a situation where they want to show the country that the way to govern is through uh debate negotiation compromise legislation etc and not through the stuff that we sort of saw the last four years. However, you know, it's almost like, you know, uh, uh, you're in the kitchen baking a cake and you burn it, all right? Even though you turn the oven off, the smell and the smoke is still going to be there, all right? So now what you have to do is you have to, the Democrats have to say, look, enough of this mess. The last four years was horrendous, all right? The things that were coming out of your mouth four years ago or over the last four years, this stuff has to stop. But the problem is the Republic, the Democrats don't have, they don't have the real cushion that I think would have been better if the Democrats had a 40 or 45 seat, 50 seat gap in the House of Representatives, they could really kick behind. If the, if the Democrats had a, say, 55-45 or 54-46 edge in the Senate, they can really kick some ass. But because it's so close and the, and the Senate is tied 50-50, all it takes is one Democratic senator, uh, a.k.a. Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Mm. All it would take is one Democratic senator to act stupid or side with the Republicans 
and you can have an issue on a vote in the Senate. There's a little bit of a more of a cushion in the House of Representatives, but it's still, as far as I'm concerned, too close considering what the Republicans have done over the last four years. So All you're, right? so you're saying woman, basically the Democrats are afraid that they're going to have somebody inside their ranks who will side it, with it the Republicans. Happen. Well, it can happen, especially when you have a 50-50 Senate. Given yeah, all that the Republicans have done, you would think that we could be just as resolved as they are in standing strong with the well, Democratic the Party. Even though all right, Trump is gone and a few more Republicans are gone, but remember, the Republicans gained something like 15 seats in the House of Representatives in November, which was a surprise. Uh it was a pleasant surprise for the Democrats to even get a 50-50 split in the Senate. And with a Democratic vice president, she's the tiebreaker. Uh, the problem is that if there was more of a cushion in both houses of Congress, the Democrats would probably be able to wield a little bit more power, uh, just as if you can imagine if the Republicans had the White House the Senate, and the House of Representatives. The Democrats are being a little bit more timid because they haven't acted like idiots over the last uh, four, eight, 12 years. All right? The Republicans have gone buck wild. They are intoxicated with the power. They are intoxicated with the money. All right? They're intoxicated with calling the shots. Now, they have to give up some of that intoxication and they're fighting tooth and nails like dragging them out the bar after last call. Okay? So now what has to happen is the Democrats have to have a bunch, they got to grow some balls. All right? Hate, hate to start this off so early in the morning, well, at least for me, but they got to grow some balls. And right now, uh, 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 they're acting timid. Schumer should be losing his mind in the Senate over what McConnell tried to do uh, this past week and everybody's trying to say, Mitch, sit your ass down. You're no longer the majority leader. You can't be talking about running filibusters and doing this and that to stop uh, confirmation and all that type of stuff. Get your caucus in control. Uh, the, uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and the rest of the people who are leading in the House of Representatives have to basically do the same thing. You know, the Republicans had the power. The Republicans had the money. The Republicans had the Trump base, or they think they still do, or maybe they even they still do. That's where they're getting their uh, getting their beer muscles from. Okay, so now until that gets reversed, they're gonna the the, the Democrats gonna have to deal with these Republicans mm -hmm. doing stupid stuff. The stupid stuff of Marjorie Taylor Greene. The stupid stuff of that Lauren Boebert from Colorado. You know, Ms. Ms. Guns and Ammo, you know, uh, uh, who's lost her damn mind, and she's basing that she can do anything she wants because she carries a gun. Yeah. That, okay. It's just, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at how brave or, I don't know, maybe just recklessly uh, loyal the Republican group is to one another, uh, even in the most obvious of uh, egregious behavior, mindset, and actions. But we seem as Democrats to get more and more timid when it comes to them, yet within our own party, we'll hold one another 
uh, accountable to you know to the umpteenth level. Like like we the baddest ones against ourselves, but we become punks against the other group. Well, you know what gets me also is the fact that these are freshmen people in Congress. These are freshmen. They've been uh, Bobert and Taylor Green and uh, Senator Tuberville from Alabama. Um, uh, that that Cawthorn, that Matthew Cawthorn idiot from North Carolina. These people are freshmen. They're just into the Senate. They're just into Congress, and they're acting like this is the wild wild west. They're acting like they've been in Congress, uh, writing legislation and writing, you know, putting together all type of programs and guidelines and policies and all that type of stuff for the last twenty years. These people have been in office basically three weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Can you imagine us being you back in the police force and having some rookie fresh out the academy come in talking like they're the captain or something? <laughs> oh yeah, we've had we've had we've had it close with some kids. The minute he gets out of field training, now all of a sudden, you know, he wants to school people. And uh, I, I, we had one guy he got his ass handed to him at roll call once because he was talking about you know DWI. Uh, arrest or processing and all and somebody was like well how many DWIs have you done since you've been in, in wearing that uniform oh well I've had one you had one if you don't sit your ass down somewhere boy you must be crazy right right but this right now yeah but see the thing is now you got these folks getting a lot of Republican headlines and they're new folk and they're like oh Marjorie Taylor Green. She won her district in uh, Georgia. Okay, mm-hmm. she yeah. won a northwest corner or whatever of Georgia. Now she's in Washington, acting like a raging lunatic. Bobert from Colorado, she won an area where it's mainly mountains and snow and uh, bighorn sheep, that type of stuff. Now they're in Congress, acting like fools. Okay. Acting like fools, yeah, it's lying, just, it's, 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 ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's crazy. It, it makes no, it makes no doggone sense. And now, and the Democrats are saying, "Oh well, you know, uh, this is this is not good. That person is, is not, is, it shouldn't be in Congress." And you got Kevin McCarthy. Well, I, I'm gonna go. I'll go and have a talk with her. Have, are you gonna have a talk with her about how she uh, basically agreed that the, the quickest way to end Nancy Pelosi's tenure in the Speaker of the House is by putting a bullet in her head. Now, what can you possibly, what are you going to possibly say to her? Not a doggone thing, but other than, you know what? You just got here. Statements like that are, 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 you know, inappropriate, not tolerated, and uh, we're going to either censor you, you know, based upon that, just to let you know that we can flex like that, or, you know, you call for uh, a resignation, you know? Well, you know what? The thing is, her, her defense her defense is that most of that stuff, that crazy mess she was doing, was done before she got in Congress, which is a somewhat legitimate defense to a certain point. However, if you want to do that type of stuff, talk about putting a bullet in the head of Nancy Pelosi, I don't think you could effectively work with Nancy Pelosi. I don't think you could have, you couldn't even effectively walk past Nancy Pelosi in the Capitol dining room if they have one which i'm sure they do you couldn't you couldn't walk past me you couldn't come speak to me 
when after now I found out you wanted to, you said I should have a bullet put in my head. I were you're carrying guns. You are a QAnon conspiracy theorist. This woman told people that the wildfires in California was started from a Jewish laser beam from space. How crazy is that? All right. Now, I'm sitting back saying to myself, this woman is batshit crazy. Yeah. And she and she is in Congress. So people elected this people voted for this woman. Yeah, that I'm trying to look man. I'm just I'm just like I said, the the I think the more outrageous uh the behavior, uh the statements, I mean, you know, it's like they call themselves the uh party of law and order. You know, but, yeah, right. but nothing about them says that they're following rules. You know, they call themselves the uh the religious uh representatives, you know, they got all these uh high caliber uh, what they not high caliber, but what those um uh mega church uh, uh pastors supporting them and everything. They you know, they're just this party of religious uh uh faith and and, and but then you're gonna sit here and make statements about these kids that were killed in school and you got a teacher that's protecting them with his life and you're going, Oh, that's, that's like a UFO sighting, you know, or I oh, saw Bigfoot. Happen. It didn't happen. No, no, it, oh, it didn't happen. Uh, you, I guess th- that woman that we saw last night on the, uh, on Don Lemon show, uh, Mrs. Uh, what was her name? Be- Beagle, B I E G E L Beagle Schulman. Yeah. The mother of the mother of the, uh, the, the, the teacher there, I guess, uh, uh, she didn't pay for and she didn't watch or see her son laying dead in a casket before being buried. And I, I guess she didn't, all that was a figment of her imagination. The right. parents, the parents of those children who were killed, those children who were killed, it was just a figment of their imagination. Well, that's what she all was right? saying. She said, I wish that the body I put into the casket was a figment of my imagination, you know. She she was like, I wish that the one thousand and something eighty one um, uh, seconds or minutes or whatnot that she, you know, like she had it down to the very second of how long her son has been gone. You know, she said, I know this number, and I'll probably know it for the rest of my life. Every day, yeah. I'm, I'm keeping track of this, and yet you stand up here, and you're mocking. Uh, people that are protesting saying I carry a gun so you're almost threatening them and then you're mocking this woman's uh, son's legacy and and, and, and uh, you know um, memorial by saying oh it didn't it's, it didn't take place and it's like you know for me I know if that had been you know my mama you know and God forbid that had been me that lady would be picking her teeth up man you know she she lucky that she talking about somebody that just, just you know want to fight her with words on on CNN, because I know some black and and and, and Latino uh, mamas that that would be out there uh, pulling weave out of her head right about now. Well, you know, <clears throat> you also saw you also saw her basically attacking was that David Hogg kid, the kid who survived the mass shooting right, in, right. in Parkland. Yeah, she and was, he was in, And he was and he was in Washington doing one of his uh, lobbying. Uh, uh, Attempts, you know, lobbying Congress about gun laws. She was, you saw her tracking him down on the street, harassing him verbally. A lot of people would have turned around and and slapped the juice out of her mouth. 
Well, the okay. thing she's walking behind him talking about I'm a I'm a uh, Second Amendment believer and I carry a gun. I carry a gun and 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 why are you trying to get red flag laws passed and blah blah blah. And then I mean she harassed him inside the Capitol building. She harassed him outside on the street. You know what? I bet one thing it'd have been a video of me probably smacking her across her damn head. Yeah. All right, because she's harassing me. She's harassing me in public. I'm a private citizen, okay? I'm not a, po a politician. So you don't have the right to harangue and harass and, 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 and try to intimidate me just because you got a camera, because that camera would be the camera and that uh, video would be the focus of my assault trial, all right? Because there's something was gonna something would, would happen. Well, now, I, that's just how it is. I would be like, no, right? you got it. You got evidence of a of a, uh, a theory, like like you just said that that this didn't happen. This was some some kind of hoax. Yeah, the, the same evidence that they got of me slapping the taste buds out your mouth would be the same thing. I, I would claim. Yeah. I would claim the is same this, thing. Is this, what, is this what you're looking for? Right. Because that. Cause, what and then the minute and then the minute she tried to grab that gun in her purse or whatever, <laughs> then I'd have been all over her ass. Stop okay? a mud hole. This is. This is what she's looking for. This is the type of confrontation she's looking for. All right. The First Amendment does not give you the the right to harass and annoy an individual. On a lot of folks, it's kind of hard to explain that to a lot of trailer trash chuds who didn't make it out of the fifth grade. <laughs> now you're gonna try to talk constitutional law with them. Oh, it's not man. going to work. All right. The First Amendment is. 99% of the First Amendment is for the prevention of government to go after you for saying something. If I said, you know what, the FBI sucks, and now I got three agents knocking on my door to take me into custody tomorrow, that's what the First Amendment is for. Right. My ability to say that a government agency, i.e. the FBI, they suck, or the U.S. government sucks. I can say that without the government coming to my house. Right. This is what they did 200 years ago or whatever, whatever. All right? This is for the government. Now, as far as hum us as citizens, I can't say, Marv, I'm going to come to your house and shoot you to death. That's not covered by the First Amendment. Right. That's, that's harassment. All right? I can't scream fire in a crowded theater. Mm -hmm. All right. The First Amendment does not cover that. The First Amendment protects against the government going after an individual and maybe even a corporation for a comment made that they believe was detrimental or against the government. First Amendment doesn't give you the right to harass, harangue, intimidate, annoy, accost, verbally assault. It doesn't give you that right. Right. And a lot of people find that out after they're picking their teeth up off the sidewalk, and then they're in court and realize that, hey, your First Amendment rights don't give you the ability to say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to burn your house down. You can't tell me going to a black church and burning it down is an expression of your, of your First Amendment, which some people in Mississippi tried to do. Okay, it's just mm -hmm. you sit back you sit back and say, wait a minute, did, are there schools down south? Are there schools in Mississippi? Is there schools in Tennessee? Who is teaching folks this? Where are they getting this from? I, I'm an American. I'm an American. That's my right. That's my right. 
That's what he's saying after he's doing eight years in prison for doing something stupid and trying to hide behind the First Amendment. This is all because of the illiteracy that is going on. Now, the Republicans, they want to think that they got all the money and got all the juice for some of the, I hate to say it, some of the most distressed areas in this country are red states. Yeah, now, let's, let's, let's figure this out. They are bleeding red as far as vote. Okay, you want to vote Republican, Mississippi? Then vote Republican. Now, you vote Republican. What, all right, what's, what is being done for you by the Republicans? Not a damn thing. Right. Okay, you're, you're relying on the money from California and New York and, and Illinois and, and uh, a bunch of other blue states in the Northeast that are stable with education, health care, jobs. It may not be kicking behind, but they are, quote, unquote, stable. You go down to Mississippi, all right? You go down to Louisiana. You go down to Georgia, where Georgia minimum wage, like we talked about last week, is $5.15 an hour. $5.15. And that's another thing, too. That was another issue that's still going on this week, you know, with the uh, the increase of that and, you know, what states are going to— What, minimum wage? Yeah. The federal minimum wage? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, with the federal minimum wage— it's going to go up to $15 or try to get the $15 by 2025. Okay, excuse me, you can't, you could have written legislation that gets it to $15 sooner than that. It's been, what, it's been $7.25 for the last, what, 20 years? At least. At okay, least. so you try to tell me that you can't write legislation to kick up the minimum wage at the federal level to $15 by 2022? Of course you can do it. Well, you if can't they, say, well, they, well, it's going to take time. It's not going to take time. Do they, it. They What did they do? They, they got the Supreme Court justice in a matter of three days. Yeah. They rushed that through. Sure. They, they, can, they rushed. When they have the power, when they have the power, they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, you saw what they did to Obama's pick for Supreme Court, Merrick Garland, yep. in February of 2016. Nah, 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 this is an election year. Nah, a new president. You know, and they're hoping it's a Republican. The new president should get to pick the Supreme Court justice. Nah, we're not going to bring it up for a vote. We're not even going to bring it to committee. We're not going to do nothing. Nah. That is Moscow Mitch McConnell and his boys doing that. All right. And he got away now, with it, Trump, though. Yeah, well, he got away with it because they were in the power. You couldn't bring it in front of the Senate when the Senate is run by Republicans. And Mitch McConnell's like, he's not going to bring it in front for a committee or a vote or hearing. That's the problem. That's the power. So now, as we know, in 2020, with the unfortunate uh, death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I love that old lady. I wish she had, I wish she had lived another four months. All right? Yeah. You saw what happened when now everybody said, well, this shouldn't be no problem because of the fact that you know, what you did in 20. 16, you know, it, 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 it pertains to 2020 also. And not only that, it's not even February. We're talking, what, October? Third week, of, third week of October? Second week of October, something like that? Right. And they're like, well, you did it to Obama, then you guys got to abide by that rule that the new president should get the Supreme Court pick. And here they go. Ah, nah, nah, nah. We, we need nine justices now because, well, we're expecting, you know, maybe issues in the, in the Supreme Court with the election and uh, 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 uh. are you kidding me <laughs> now how now how 
hypocritical can you be? So like you just said, they rushed through a Supreme Court nominee, committee, hearing, vote, everything within like a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Less than that. Less than that. Because they had, and everybody, the Democrats are sitting back with their tail stuck between their legs because they had no alternative. They had nothing, there was nothing they could do to stop it. That was Moscow Mitch. That was John Cornyn. That was Lindsey Graham. That was those guys basically doing what they want to do because they had the power. All right? And we saw what happened. Now their power has been watered down big time and now they're screaming about, eh, we, we, we need to have unity and we need to heal. Oh, we need to have unity and we need to heal from the damage that you folks have done to the country. All right? And now, gonna, now you're going to throw it in Biden's lap to foster healing and unity, which he's going to do. But don't make it seem like everything's got to come at a certain price under the auspices of uni, unity and healing. They're not fooling nobody with this mess. They're not fooling nobody. But the Democrats need to put the foot down with it, plain and simple. Well, again, when you hear, you know, things like, the, you know, Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene, you know, uh, endorsing social media posts from QAnon and and calling for uh, the execution of uh, Ocasio Cortez and some other Democrats, you know, how how else would uh, the Democrats be able to rein something like that in? And then they're they're putting the the onus on uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, to go out there as a minority leader and say, hey, pull this young, uh, you know. A congressperson to the side and 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 get her on the right side. She is emboldened by Trump, the rest of his supporters out there, and and some of these uh, undercover supporters who are in uh, Congress and in the Senate. You know, so um, yeah, I, I I just you know at at some point, hopefully somebody will say like uh, John McCain did, enough. You know, walk up there, stand flat-footed on, on the floor and said, I don't care about everybody else up in here uh, that don't have a pair. I got a pair, and I'm not going to be bullied, you know. And, and who knows if he did that because he was on his way out or, or whatnot. But the thing, of the, uh, the fact of the matter that he he stopped the lady that made the statement uh, about uh, Barack Obama during the campaign when he was going against uh, Barack for, for presidency and then – you know, he he did it again with Trump when he came out on the uh, the House, uh, um, the, the, the Congress rather, uh, uh, and and stood and voted with the Democratic side against uh, Trump. So somebody's going to have to step up, you know, with some courage, find a backbone somewhere to kind of borrow it, and and start stopping this stuff because it, it has gotten beyond dangerous now, wherein the lies. Uh, the theories, these groups that are extremists, domestic terrorists, uh, are taking positions within our government uh, lawmaking, and and they're just uh, unapologetically doing what they want to do, and nobody, I mean nobody, is stopping them. And that is the beginning of uh, civil war. To be to be frank. Because well, you know, I, I think I don't, I, hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, a big chunk of the country, a big chunk of the state of Georgia, is, and other places are going to realize 
that these people have lost their damn mind. Now, I don't think they're going to use this as a, as a as a, a, a method to start a civil war. Civil war for what? Okay, if they think there's going to be a civil war because you got some QAnon conspiracy conspiracy theorists that are sitting around twiddling their thumbs, making up all type of crazy, stupid mess because they're saying, "Hey, we got some people who believe this. Let's see if we can keep it going a little bit." Oh, we got a few more people who believe this. Uh, we got a few people sending in $10, $15 donations to our website, putting money into this, and they're sitting on that money and spending it up, uh, making up QAnon bumper stickers and all that other type of mess. You know, it, it, it's just amazing that in this day and age, in this year, 2021, people have reverted to the, to the QAnon conspiracy theories and you look at the people and you look at the videos and you look at all them chuds that stormed the uh, capital it was like uh, a rendition of zombie land all right i don't I'm, I'm not sure how many fortune 500 executives were in that crowd i'm not sure how many uh bankers and lawyers and uh uh, people of <laughs> higher academia. I'm not sure how many of those were uh, in that crowd. You can believe there weren't many. The people you've seen who were arrested and charged and the FBI is looking for, chuds. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, most the ones of them that, chuds. But a but but a lot of them weren't chuds. I mean, you had the you're one, right. You're right. You had a that lot of firefighter them, standing there with yep, his you had you had that you had that crazy with, you had that crazy woman who flew in with her friend on a private jet. Right. Well, private jets. Private jets <laughs> cost money. That cost money. Okay. That cost right. money. You got you the got majority police officers that yeah. that that are getting fired. You have Marv, you know, Marv, you know serve, that there are what, what Marv, there are there are police officers. There are some police officers who are chuds. Okay. So really? Not, yeah, <laughs> we can yeah. We can name we can name a few that were chuds. All right. <laughs> I know quite a bit. They put up yeah, they put up yeah, no, you can no comment. They put on that blue suit. I didn't say all of them. I said I know of some. I know. I can name. I can. Yeah, you, you can laugh all you want. You know. You know some too. I know that were chugged. Right. I know. I know down, a lot more than some. <laughs> yeah. You go down. You go down south. You go down south into the heart of Mississippi and Georgia, in them little small counties. Each county got a sheriff department. Well, the county is as the county is as big as a neighborhood. All right. I was just they gonna got say. A sheriff, Pennsylvania, yeah, right. Arizona, where you are out out that way, Nevada, and other places. You know, not all of them are just uh, some old uh, red clay uh, hillbillies. You know, from Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. I agree. You know, I, I agree. Mean, you got the New York uh, and and Pennsylvania representation. Like I said, you know, you go up into the uh, the Midwest or or even in uh, the 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 uh, um, not the Finger Lakes, but the uh, the Great Lakes region, man, Michigan and Ohio, in Illinois, Indiana. I mean, there there was a bunch of special agents as well as military, uh, not just military um, troops. You know, not not just your lay members, but your uh, your officers, 
your majors and you know you you got some yeah, high I, like I said, like, like I said, like I said, I agree with you one hundred percent. But there were the majority of that crowd was chuds. That that QAnon shaman or whatever, the guy with the horns and the red, white, blue on his face. Oh, the organic uh, nutcase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Chud. I can't, I can't eat bologna right? and cheese. I need I need plant based food. Chud. And I'm gonna tell you right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right chud. now. If I was if I was that federal court judge, I would have told him and his lawyer that uh, organic food is not a religious uh, situation. Plain and simple. Organic food is a choice, which is, I guess you want to call it healthy, that's fine and dandy, all right? But you're going to be eating peanut butter and jelly with the rest of the inmates, all right? Yeah. Oh, you don't, want to, you don't want to eat peanut butter and jelly and milk for lunch Stop in, a, in, a, in a jail? Don't violate the law. Don't yep. get arrested. Don't, don't, don't try to create, or what you did, sedition and insurrection. You tried to overthrow the United States government. You was you were a participant in the attempt to overthrow the United States government and what they were doing as far as certifying the election of the uh, I'm gonna use the word <clears throat> use the word leader for Joe Biden. I wouldn't dare say it for Trump. Right. Okay. You couldn't <laughs> pay me to say it. You couldn't say I'll give you a thousand dollars to call Donald Trump the L word. I'll be like, keep your money in your pocket because it's not gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> You wanted to try, you wanted to commit insurrection. This is what happens. And I hope they make an example <clears throat> out of each and every one. Don't, don't tell me, oh, I got caught up in the moment. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to try. He did it. And, yeah, how yeah. about that? You, a lot his, of the attorneys his, out there. And then his like, mommy's on the phone. His mommy's on TV. <laughs> on TV talking about, oh, he needs an organic diet. <laughs> oh, my he's gosh. sitting in there. He's standing, he's standing in the in the Capitol, look dressed like he's going to a Halloween party mm. with a with a seven foot spear, howling in the at the moon inside the Capitol. Yeah, he can't make that stuff up, man. I mean, that, man, it that... should have been there should have been three or four Capitol cops jumping his ass and handcuffing him and taking him into custody. But no, he's in there with a weapon. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, he he clearly uh, is somebody that that uh, needs a caseworker uh, because he he's he's short of his medicine. Um, he he's definitely short of an evaluation. You know, organic food or not. You know, you you up here with a, a furry bullhorn hat, no shirt, paint, war paint all over your body, like something out of a throwback uh, uh, Cowboys and Indian show. He wanted to be he wanted to be involved in insurrection, but. He needs his organic food. <laughs> oh, you're a real, you're a real tough guy. You're a real tough guy. Oh Give me a break. <laughs> oh, so hey, Blake, man, you've been quiet over there. What's your spin on this? Because oh, you know what? That that's another thing too. I'm gonna take your spin on this, but I want you to talk a little bit about because you've been one of the uh, engaged individuals in this uh, Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> expedition yeah. so yeah man what, what's what's happening with you over there um i don't really know too much about what y'all talking about honestly of but, course not <laughs> but i definitely been following hey. the it's not just robin hood it's just what's going on with the stock market right now but 
I got an article pulled up. I figured I'd read through it because I don't know if y'all are all up to date with what's been going on. I don't know if the listeners know what's going on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. What, what, what did he just say? We, I don't know if you're up to date. I ain't paying no attention to him. Hey, I'm listen, just, I, brought, I brought it up yesterday, and Pops was like, I, I really haven't been following it like that. You know, I saw a story on CNN, but I don't, I don't really know what's going on. So I'm not just making up this story out yeah, of the blue. Okay. But um, if I'll just do it, I'll do a quick little run through. No, no, a, take your time and explain your lies. Uh, lies, okay. <laughs> well, I found a good story on... Um, on cnet.com it, it really broke down what's been going on through these last few days pretty well but um i'll, I'll read through it uh like i said it's on cnet.com so uh let's see so the 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 uh, title is reddit's game stop uh stock battle with wall street is turning into a war so what's been going on is uh, investors have been betting that struggling video game retailer gamestop would fail for a long time over the past few months a bunch of reddit users uh, have been pushing up the value of the GameStop shares. So at first, it was because they believed the company was better off than Wall Street doubters had believed. Um, and as a result, the GameStop value soared up. So Wall Street had bad bets, or Wall Street's bad bets cost the investors billions of dollars. Now Reddit users are in it to win in an epic battle, in an epic battle against Wall Street. Take your so, time, take your time. There's no so, rush. We got three hours. Yeah, no. I just want I want to get to the talking part. I'm trying to get through this. Um, so at one point, the Reddit users, uh, the, or where it started at, was on a forum. It's on Reddit called Wall Street Bets. They since shut that down, but I'll get to that in this in in a second. They might have started it back up again, but I'm not sure. Um, but what happened is on Wall Street Bets on the link on Reddit, it sent the stock up more than fourteen thousand three hundred percent. So it it went through a bunch of wild fluctuations, um, and then after they ended up shutting down that thread on Reddit, and they tried to freeze everything with GameStop, they ended up shooting it up to AMC, the movie company. So essentially, when they tried to shut down GameStop, they just started pushing AMC. So all that money people were investing into GameStop, they started throwing into AMC. So then AMC started shooting up. Um, and then that started cre- creating a whole bunch of drama online. Uh, and then a bunch of big-time investors literally lost billions of dollars. So, uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. So, despite the move being characterized as insane in the Ponzi scheme, GameStop stock has become the battleground of a war between Wall Street and Internet traders, with nearly all of them expecting it to fail. Um, uh, Jim Cramer from Wall Street said we're seeing a phenomenon that... that that he's never seen um and it what, what am i missing here oh here we go so gamestop stock jumped more than 822 percent and that's from 1725 per share at the beginning of the year and now it's at a high of 159 dollars and 18 cents that was on monday it dropped by nearly half i was gonna say yeah because it was up to 500 it was up or not 500 in dollar value uh percentage wise it shot up 500 but it actually went up 822 percent Okay. So it, it went even higher than that. But uh, so, like I said, it dropped by nearly half. It rose up again to $147.98. That was on Tuesday. Then this man, Elon Musk, jumps on Twitter and tweets about it. Um, and then that ended up jumping it up 40% in the after hours trading. On Wednesday, it closed at $347.51 per share. And then it dropped again in the after hours. And then on Thursday, it jumped even higher and went up to four hundred and eighty-three dollars per share, 
And that's when the New York Stock Exchange tempor- temporarily halted GameStop uh, share trading that day. Um, a bunch of times, like, during the day. Like, literally, it, me and my friends, we were on it trying to... I, I personally didn't do GameStop because I didn't trust that it was going to keep going at the rate it was going to. I figured they would, especially with all the times they were halting it, I figured they were going to find a way to really limit that. So I went in on AMC, which has also been jumping. But GameStop ended up jumping again. Um, let's see. Uh, it ended the normal trading day down 44%. And then it ended up jumping back again. <laughs> so then, okay, so then Reddit... Um, Essentially, what they were doing is, like I was saying, they started pushing AMC. They started pushing BlackBerry, uh, Nokia. This one uh, penny stock called Naked was jumping up. Um, and all these things were just... This is literally all that's been going on on social media for probably the past 48-plus hours. Like, literally, people are just on there hashtagging AMC, uh, you know, uh, BlackBerry, Nokia, all that stuff. They're just driving the value up on it because all this stuff, GameStop was just bankrupt for the last two years. And literally all they're doing right now is just bumping up the value by getting it trending and stuff like that. So it's messed up all these big investors that were betting against it. So uh, let's see. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything before we get started. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, take your time because I, I know that uh, what you were talking about, I, I watched uh, some of the uh, the news uh, commentary behind it because you did. You, you introduced it to me first. You said, hey, I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm seeing the stock market really bug out around GameStop, Reddit, uh, and so I was like, well, I said, you know, you got a lot of merging taking place. So maybe, you know, that's what's driving it. But but then shortly after you saying what you said, the news had come on and, and they were talking about, uh, I guess, the GameStop uh, stock was dropping because they were getting ready to go into some type of, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's that term? Bankruptcy. Uh, well, yeah. Chapter yeah. 11. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so with that being said. Uh, there was some kind of uh, challenge put out there that uh, the, the stock could be driven up to make it valuable. And, and that's exactly what's been happening. It's, it, it's yeah. literally, it's it, it's all been um, just artificial demand. Like, there wasn't any real money in GameStop. Like, they literally have been bankrupt right. for the past two years, but... It was uh, like, and they've been trying to drive it out of business. And that's and because of the streaming. You, you you took everything from your disc, the DVDs, the things that you were buying before, and now you're able to stream games. You know, there's all kinds of different ways now that, that takes GameStop completely out of the equation of what it used to be. Yeah. And, and so Robinhood was the app that the stock trading um was taking place on right and and so they did they did a class action lawsuit which is why you had that that temporary freeze and you seen people switch from one place to the next where they went from GameStop to amc to blackberry to you know basically they were chasing the tail kind of so to speak well what happened was um and then actually really quick before i even get to that so i just want to finish the rest of the article it says um just for anybody that hasn't been following it, the reason that this is happening is because of something called a short squeeze. A short squeeze is where the short sellers betting against GameStop, which were the big investors, are being forced to buy more GameStop stock to cover their losses, which essentially also pu- pushes the price. It doesn't essentially, it does. It pushes the price up even more mm-hmm. 
that forces more short sellers to cover their loss that pushes the price up even more and then on top of that you have the reddit users pushing it so a lot of people believe like that this could end up pushing uh the stock into the thousands like that um another big thing that's popping right now is dogecoin i don't know if anybody's been following bitcoin i have but like a few years back bitcoin was pennies you could have bought you could have bought a bitcoin a bitcoin for pennies and i know there were stories of people that sold their bitcoin to get a slice of pizza sold their bitcoin to get a tv or whatever yeah now if you have a bitcoin you're depending on how many you have you're a billionaire because yeah. that's how much it's worth and you could have bought that for pennies a few years ago so what's happening right now with dogecoin it was actually like a joke somebody created a dogecoin it was just supposed to be like a joke next thing you know people started pumping money into it so right now you probably still can buy a dogecoin it's it's not even it's not even a penny it's it's less than that i have i own a solid amount of them right now right now what they're trying to do is they're trying to push up the value of a dogecoin to a cent and then if that happens essentially you're gonna have some people are gonna be like thousandaires by the weekend off of that stuff. It's like hey, it, it's, it's shooting really up quick, like that. Really quick, Dodge Dodgecoin. Dodgecoin. Dodge right now is at it, it, last night it it was at seven. It was at seven cents last night. Yeah. Because I have I have I had I have talked to somebody, and we were watching it and doing some things with it uh, last night. It's, right um, now it's on that, sale for four cents. I just seen somebody just sent it to me. Yeah. But hey, essence, you saying that I should start dropping some coins on these different things here. You might. I don't know about like AMC, um, GameStop, all that stuff. I'm a little more cautious about. Like if you caught it early, then you might be in good standing. Now I don't know about buying in on it. AMC maybe, but Dogecoin, I would definitely suggest. And this isn't like advice. I don't want anybody to put money down and then come for me when it, if it doesn't turn out. <laughs> but like I personally have put. A, a solid amount of money down on dot on those on dodgecoin whatever it's called but <clears throat> real quick uh uh just to address what happened with robin hood yeah um robin hood is like one of the only places you could even buy this digital currency like bitcoin dodgecoin all that stuff and the reason people are flipping out on robin hood right now is because as a matter of fact i actually found a really good um interview because the ceo of uh dodge or of robin hood ended, ended up getting uh interviewed by uh uh cuomo uh the brother uh, uh chris chris yeah, cuomo yeah yeah i got the video right here so I'm, I'm gonna play it really quick because essentially what happened is robin hood ended up shutting down they wouldn't let you buy you couldn't trade either i think the only thing you could do is sell and meanwhile all the uh investors and stuff like that all the big investors they were able to trade and do all that stuff so they were literally stopping people from buying uh you know buying any of the virtual currency but i want to play the video really quick and i'll then bring you my into it Shut down the game and just one thing without getting but that's the thing is that the trust is in question hold on hold on bring it down a little bit i think it's too loud i'll get the feedback let me, let me put the uh, speaker down too okay So I know this stuff, but the audience doesn't need to. 
The New York Stock Exchange does. So if anybody was going to control the listing and shut it down, it should have been them, but it wasn't. It was you. Uh, and the reason that they do it is very limited. They do it because they think there's evidence of fraud or they think that there needs to be a material disclosure by the company that hasn't been made. And that's done to protect the investor. You check none of those boxes here because you don't control the venue. You didn't know about any information that GameStop or any of these other stocks needed to put out. You don't have any reason to believe there's fraud that you've articulated. And you're certainly not protecting these people who've been living the dream of making money, especially at the expense of the big guys. So why should people believe you did this for the right reasons? Well, we, we have no choice. We have to comply with all financial uh, requirements. The SEC hasn't said you had to do this. Well, lots of brokers. Uh... So, and that's what a lot of people have been getting frustrated with, with Robinhood. A lot of people are moving off of Robinhood for that reason because they literally, in the middle of people trying to buy and trade, they literally just stopped the whole market. I remember I was on there, and it just told me suddenly I couldn't well, do anything. Uh, uh, really quick, not for nothing, but if you were involved with GameStop and you got in low when GameStop was $17 a share, 20 a share, or even a little bit more than that, then all of a sudden it fluctuate during this uh, uh, situation that occurred over the last 48 hours, 72 hours, if you were on board with 20, 30 shares of GameStop, and then all of a sudden it goes to 400, $450 a share, and you liquidated, you got paid. Okay, oh, yeah. so it's all about being in the right position at the right time. Question is, I, I wish I had known GameStop was going to have this blow up. Shoot. I'd have had a, I'd have had. 500 shares <laughs> and, uh, ready to go. A thousand shares ready to go oh, because that's man. that's how that's how these folks are making that money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of you can believe right now. A lot of brothers down on on uh, uh, in, in North or West, I mean in West Philadelphia, they didn't know <laughs> about this. Okay. Oh yeah. So and that's why it was so big nice, that it'd been nice to even. Even have? Can you imagine? Like I said, say at twenty dollars a share, you go get you go get fifty shares for a thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, instead of at twenty dollars a share, it's now four hundred and fifty. Simple mathematics, my friends. Simple mathematics will show you how much. Now, Robinhood. Everybody's asking why Robinhood is 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 going ballistic because of the stuff that's going on. They have the platform. All right. It's not like it's Robinhood's money. So, oh yeah, there's some question about Robinhood's involvement, you know, because Robinhood's doing a lot of stuff, and they're doing stock trading for people, and these people, you know, Robinhood is not getting paid a commission. They're getting money somehow, some way. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, and that's why we saw so, it got shut down because their big investors were like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, but like I was saying before, uh, t when uh, you and I talked yesterday, uh, you know, or the, probably the day before when it was all happening. And I was saying that this is somewhat uncharted territory because of the fact that you have all these high-profile hedge fund uh, uh, workers and, and, and corporate execs and whatnot who have, and, and some of these senators and congresspersons, that's how, you know, they get caught up with this uh, inside trading stuff. They've been working that market. 
and doing just enough to make money without uh, creating any type of stir or unsettling of the market. And now here you get you and, and, and some of uh, the other young folk who aren't part of that establishment start to band together and you drive the market in the direction you see fit, which totally takes them out of the equation. So now they're losing three and five billion dollars because oh, yeah. and now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. It's, yeah, now it's a problem. And and, and the thing <laughs> they're and, losing money. And what makes it worse is that they got no way of controlling it, no way of identifying who's doing what. Mm. It's all legal, which is what I was saying to you before. This opens us up for that security breach by like the Russians and some other people who will go out here, um, Africa, you know, they'll go out here and create these these robots uh, that look like they, they're actual people and they'll throw a ton of money from the black market into these places and cause the market to be uh, fluctuating and, and upset, unstable. So now you got the, you know, it goes from uh, just a simple small person making money to now these these uh, international terrorists destabilizing our financial government and and that's why it was not only just uh, you know a, a, a finger to the the man but also a potential uh, national security risk so that's why they had to shut down the market it, it was it was more than just a one faceted situation that was taking place you know you had no nah, hell no nah. you don't yeah, believe that no this had nothing to do with them worry about the <laughs> russians hacking into it well no it i'm was, saying they, for them they, to to get the okay to shut the market down remember nah, now like you said yeah. like you said a lot of there's a lot of people who are quote unquote senators and congressmen and all these other businesses because remember in the stock market for the most part, it takes money to make money, all right? You want to buy a stock at $20 a share, and people are going out, and you want to buy 1,000 shares, that's going to cost you $20,000 in cash. Now, granted, that 1,000 shares, if those, if the 1,000 shares, if, if it, the price goes up from $20 to 25 which is not exactly earth-shattering for you and me, but for them, that five that $5 change is $5,000, okay? Now, if I bought one share of XYZ stock for $20 and it went up to 25 my account just grew by five freaking dollars, okay? No big deal. But it's a big deal if I got 1,000 shares. It's a big deal if I got 5,000 shares. So now if I got the money, you know, to spend, you know, uh, to get 5,000 shares at $20 a share, then that $5 increase means something to me, okay? But one or two shares of some little booty stock and it goes up $2, you can't even buy a gallon of gas with it, but you <laughs> own part of that company, so, so they say. So you don't think there there's any type of security risk at this? Hell no. This is a risk where, like you said, you have millionaires and people who got a chunks of money, multi-millionaires who are in the stock market who lost money and they had to get some type of stop on the market in order to, to uh, stop the bleeding. All right, This is because fat cats were losing their ass in, in a lot of these stocks. That's what occurred. They started making phone calls because the stock, 
Robin Hood should not care, for the most part, the fluctuations of a particular stock. As long as nothing illegal is going on that affects them. If a whole bunch of TikTokers or whoever, you know, uh, want to get together and uh, not necessarily manipulate the stock, but if they want to all of a sudden go in and drive up the stock of game, GameStop, this isn't exactly exactly a sector of the market that is uh, being monitored by the FBI. Okay, this is not this is not this is not electricity. This is not fossil. This is not uh, oil. This is not uh, the gold market being manipulated or stolen. This is GameStop. A bunch of 21, 22, 25 year olds. They found a way that they can drive this market up and create havoc for the people who was betting that it was that uh, GameStop was going to die. They went short. Okay, but this wasn't just were... GameStop. You had AMC. You had you had oh, some okay. other. Okay, well, you well, know what? It's Mark, AMC movie uh, theaters. It's Naked, yeah. uh, Naked, which yeah. is a clothing brand. BlackBerry, yeah, a, which is right. phones and cars a little bit. Who, and then who's Nokia. Who got a BlackBerry these days? Who's got a BlackBerry? <laughs> we know, we know that BlackBerry was the was the banging thing back in the day, and yeah, then well, it, it phased the out. Is, but it's coming so is, back. So is so is Fred yeah, coming Flintstone. Back now. <laughs> back in the day but the <laughs> thing is back right now the, back. yeah but the thing is that they found they found certain stocks that they could do this with yeah. all right and so, these folks who are betting short who are betting against those stocks i hear you et cetera, et cetera. i got you those chunks of money are going down the toilet so, so now they had to find a way to quickly stop it now all of a sudden the uh the government is why is the white house monitoring GameStop. So, well, GameStop. here's my really? question. Here's my question. Here's my question to you and Blake, then. Because since you guys don't believe this thing, if, it, if it's so easy to do it with something like GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, and was it Nokia, you said, some other ones, what's to say that it don't transition over into, like, utilities or some other things? Who cares? But I'm just saying, Who, this is a clear... This is a... For, for, for me, it... Maybe I'm seeing something that you guys are not seeing, so I'm just throwing it out there, and and, and maybe it's dismissive now. But think about well, it later maybe, on. Well, maybe maybe Blake and I are seeing something you don't see, <laughs> and, and, and it's a possibility. And you know what? I'll have to vet it out, you know, to see where you guys are coming from, why you don't see it like that. But I'm just saying that anytime it's got any anything to do with the with the uh with the stock market which is a part again of our financial no, institution no no we know I what's just, going on it's david a, it's david, a possibility david david has threw a rock between the eyes of goliath yes. that's what's going on and if goliath is control if goliath is controlling our financial district okay Oh, he, why is it, Goliath? Why is Goliath controlling our financial district? Because Goliath, Goliath is greedy. No, Marvin. Goliath, Goliath has always been greedy. No, yeah. Well, you know what? Goliath is these millionaires and billionaires who've been playing the stock market and getting dog ass rich over it. Okay, over the yeah. years. That's you what think it is. about it. Everything that's happening right now is what goliath is usually doing to us at any given yes. point like the whole thing that's going on with gamestop and I, they were and betting I against that. gamestop because they knew where gamestop was going and the i only, got that. the only thing we did is decided yeah we're gonna put money into gamestop and as yeah. a collective everybody put money into gamestop yep. and that's a great yep. thing but so so what i thought was 
say if it's not just you guys throwing the middle finger at uh, Goliath? What if now the Russians, just like they interfered with our political um, uh, uh, quorum and, and arena, and look what's happened? Okay, we got a bunch right, of we got a bunch nothing, of chuds. illegal. There is nothing illegal. But I'm not even fixated on the illegal part. I'm saying there's that nothing, people. Oh, I'm saying what I'm saying is that there's nothing illegal with Russian entities buying stock in GameStop or, and, or whatever. Yeah, look, okay, look, it was on, nothing. Man, give me a break. But but here, but, the Japanese. But, but the listen Jap to me. The, this, the this Japanese is... own Japanese interests own about 35 percent of the real estate value in Los in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, okay. in New York Nobody City, they, they, yeah. Yeah, New right. York City, nobody says nothing when Asian financial interests are over here. Oh, they're like this. Oh, they bombed Pearl Harbor. We go buy up the United States. This is what's going on. Nobody's saying okay. it because we're letting them, they're coming into this country. They got the money. They want to buy these buildings on Fifth Avenue for $75 million, $100 million. The capitalistic situation so they're chipping that we away love at in this country. They're chipping away at itself. it. I wouldn't look at it as they're chipping okay. away. They're eating the elephant bite by bite. And everybody they're, they're, else, they're more than I everybody I else is, well, Asian, I won't even go as far Asian as say interest, everybody else. I would have to Asian ask if you're saying that that's chipping, chipping away, away, though. I would, I would have to ask if you're saying that that's chipping away. How is that chipping away? Chipping away? Like, if they're buying stocks that we own. Yeah. So, like, it's if they're or not even we own, because obviously if they buy, it's theirs. But if they're buying into American businesses to own stocks, isn't that money still coming our way? Like, how is that chipping away at us? Like, yes, they own it, but that money's still coming back to our stock market. So I'll paint this picture. I'm going to say this analogy. Uh, and so, so hear me. Hear me out really good. When we were looking at Barack Obama getting elected, there was this rumor that the elections were going to be tampered with by uh, the outside sources, Russians and Chinese and everybody else out there. And some people scoffed at that, saying, oh, our uh, government is solid, our democracy is solid, uh, the system has been vetted out, and it's worked for some 400-some-plus years. We, we, you know, we felt solid. But... Now we're looking back and we're saying, whoa, man, we should have been more resolute about our position and, and start th taking people seriously. Maybe we aren't as solid as we thought we were. The rednecks and, and the racism has not gone away. And these countries took, uh, they took um, um, advantage of that, that institution of racism and, and institutional racism. And so now we're looking at the same thing, or at least I'm looking at the same thing as a potential here. You got the little guy. Is there evidence? Hold, hold, yeah, Do you hold, have evidence? Hold on, let me finish it. The, the little guys now in the same position are doing things to go after the big guys, and I'm not oh, saying, no. and I'm not saying that it's not justified. No, what I'm saying, what no. I'm saying is that you got a you got a a breach, a crack in the financial uh, market where you can disrupt the flow of the market by getting a bunch of people to throw money at what looks like to be like a dying company. What and, is wrong with that? But that's what we're saying. It's not, not a saying breach. anything's wrong with that. What I'm saying is that it's a great thing unless the wrong people get involved and it causes... Who is the a, wrong people? And that's what I was saying. You get the Russians or you get uh, jokers that's out of uh, Africa that, 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 have, that have been doing 
what's this computer breaching and stuff like that. But what's, and so, da- what's dangerous about them buying stocks? I'm trying to explain it, but y'all keep cutting me off. Well, I'm, yeah, because you're like bouncing off the wall. No, I'm not bouncing off the wall. I'm painting the picture. But if you already got it made up in your mind, then I guess no, I'm but, talking no, for no reason. But, but we just want to no. know exactly what it is that's wrong with them buying stocks. Like, I never I, said anything was wrong with you guys buying stocks. No, what I'm saying us, is them. that you got an outside country buying stock that's disrupting the financial flow of our country. Okay, hold That's it right there. True. Hold it right there. How does that disrupt yeah, yeah. it? How, how does it disrupt Stop? it? Yeah, how is GameStop? How is that disrupting the flow in our country? If, if, Russia, if Russia buys because GameStop ca- stock, how would that disrupt Because it? you're causing a, a fluctuation of the market that is unstable. It's going no, high, you, you try to, low, you're trying high, to say low. You're trying to say, it's, Marv. We're talking about one particular stock. You're not talking about the entire stock market. And but but that's what you're I'm talking, talking about. about. You're not yeah, talking the whole about stock Ford. market isn't going you're crazy right now. You're not talking about Kodak. You're talking about one stock. But that's you're what talking I'm talking about. GameStop. But that's what I'm saying. If if you can do this with GameStop yeah. and, and AMC, yeah. what's to stop you from then targeting? places like Kodak or other or, or the real estate market. Nothing. You know uh, what I'm saying? Mark, to be honest with you, not for nothing. I think right now uh, Kodak, Xerox, a lot of few other companies, a lot of other companies, if all of a sudden they get an infusion of three yeah. of two billion dollars in, in stock, I don't think they're going to say jack about it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, if anything, they're, they're making sick. money off of that. So wait yeah, a minute. There's, there's a reason for the stock like market. GameStop, but Trump, GameStop is about to get Trump like compl- GameStop is about to get completely like like revitalized. Trump off of just that. tried that. Remember, Trump met with some Kodak folk here and and uh, promised to put some money in this one particular thing. And what happened? But he People's, doesn't have any money. That was People, not. That was not. That was not game. That was not for an advantage, per se, in the stock market. But Kodak, didn't the market didn't the market fluctuate and go up well, around? The, the market, of course, of, of course, the market was going. Yeah, something. The market did have a movement based on that news. Right. That's how the stock market is. He Mark, probably right now, influenced Mark, some people to right, put right money now, into it. Said, and people made money, and people lost money just on the promise of yeah, something well, that, that does, never that happens, came to fruition. That happens, but that's that what happens, happens all the time. in business all the time. That that's happens regular. in business yeah. all the time. So you can't you can't you that's can't say that. Stuff. Yeah, I, that happens in business if, if all the Elon time. Elon Musk, that's what that's why I was saying earlier. Elon Musk went on Twitter and just said Doge or Doge to the moon or something like that. And yep. it literally fluctuated the whole Doge coin, jumped up like forty percent yep. straight off of him tweeting that. Okay. Like that's regular. That happens all the time. Yeah, Everybody that does stuff that. That happens in the stock market all the time. No worries. I'm crazy. I will, I will tell no, y'all. That usually happens. I, I told think, you I so. I told you, you know, so. Mark, what remember it is, what remember it this what show, you, guys. No, this is nothing. What you're doing, what you just did was you, you, you're playing devil's advocate. I, I think you're exaggerating. I think you're exaggerating oh. a little bit. You're exaggerating a little bit because of the okay, fact that if right now, right now, if, if, if the United States said uh, we're going to go to war with Iran tomorrow, there's going to be a whole bunch of sectors in the stock market that's going to go crazy bonkers because oh, yeah. of that statement. All right? All Oil. different types of, se- any type of sectors that are involved in military production, uh, uh, production of equipment for the military, uh, uh, weapons, those sectors are going to go bonkers because of that 
news. Like what's going on right now? They got a new vaccine that's popping over in Britain, Novavax. That stock just jumped up like it just doubled over the last hour. That stuff happens. Stock market fluctuations happen all the time. I get based on news. You know that. that. I get that. You know that. that. Now with GameStop, just because all of a sudden a whole bunch of people want to you know have a a flux an influx of cash in the GameStop and it is messing up the people who are betting on GameStop to fuck to fail well those folks they just bet got wrong. basically <laughs> a rock they, between they, the eyes they bet wrong there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, you know what? I'm not shoot. I'm not mad at these guys. I wish I sure, and I'm sure GameStop. I wish I'd have got in on it myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I, I wish I had it. I'm just thinking my my. You know, and you're right. I am throwing a little bit of uh, exaggeration out there because you know a lot of times we don't see the whole picture, and so we think, oh no, we can't. It can never get to that point. I'm just saying that when you're talking about vaccines or you're talking about Kodak or real estate, you know, some more stable parts of our market wherein yeah they're going to have those spikes like like you taking a bite into a sugar uh stick or, or some or a snickers bar or something like that and you get that certain rush of sugar i'm talking about when you purposefully start to mess with little things in the market that do such a disruption that well, it can create let me, let, hold, on, hold on hold on let me piggy pack off of that though i think if that's what we're talking about you're not looking at the right thing I think if you're looking at what people are doing with GameStop as the problem, I think you should be looking at what Robinhood and these big-time investors are doing as the problem. Because everything that everyone's been doing with in regards to GameStop, bumping up the value, putting money into it, all that is completely legal. It's within the guidelines of the book. Like yep. It's everything that regular investors do on any given day. Yep. There's nothing wrong with it. The only thing that happened here is that the big-time investors were on the other side of the coin. They got... They got messed up. They got effed over. Right. Now, what's concerning about what's happened is that when the big-time investors were the ones that got effed over instead of the little people, suddenly Robinhood shuts down their platform and doesn't let you do yes. anything. Suddenly, the stock that's, market starts is, doing Like, that's what's well, concerning. Right. Why, is it is, why is it as soon as certain people start making money and coming up, right. that's that when everything whole, gets shut down? That's the problem. Yes, that's very concerning. Blake, Blake, you, and, hit, and, and Blake you hit it right on the head. And that's where I was trying to go with it. Robin no, Hood. Yes, I was. <laughs> Robin Hood. No, you weren't. Ro- yes, I was. Robin Hood is an app. Robin Hood is, con- is is controlled by some outside entity, which is what Chris Cuomo was talking about. Because I saw the interview, and I was like, man, that's what exactly I'm talking about. You got how many people go out here and create these create these apps? Like right now, oh, well. Clubhouse. We were just talking about Clubhouse. I'm trying to get you guys to join a Clubhouse. Everybody and their mama is on. Like, I listened to Tiffany Haddish last night talking to a bunch of people like you and I, just playing people. I'm listening to music, uh, CEOs, lo- the, these moguls that are billionaires. I'm listening to these folk all on this app creating these rooms and having these discussions where they talk about picking their nose and farting. And they got a room full of people who are just listening not wanting to go anywhere and they're driving this app to a point where it's going to be a money maker. And so what I'm saying is that anybody can create an app. These these other countries, they'll go out here and create these apps and start to drive all of this possible money and and it could mess with the the market cuz they control it. We don't, but they work with inside our 
laws, which is what Robin Hood did. They're working with inside our laws, so they're not violating anything. But at the same time, they're disrupting our market because they're controlling it. And the hedge, uh, the hedge um, uh, persons and, and, and stock people, they, the hedge fund people and the stock people, they... That's Robin just the Hood thing. Is Robin not, Hood is Robin not Hood. operating within the laws. They actually just had a whole bunch of lawsuits get opened up against them yesterday for what they did, where they literally stopped people from buying and trading. Yeah, like, and Robin Hood is you not, can't do that. They're not controlling. Robin Hood is not controlling the market. And Robin check Hood it. is check Robin it. Hood is just a platform for people to buy to buy stock. And what they did in re- in regards to what was going on over the last seventy two hours, people were filing suit because they're saying, "Wait a minute." You are stopping. You, you have uh, you have this you have this situation. You have this platform uh-huh. now because we're putting our foot in the ass of the big guys. Now you're preventing us shut by shutting it down. That's where the lawsuits are coming and in. And this from. is the thing that's okay. really big with uh-huh. with Bitcoin, Doge, those those are virtual currencies. Those are decentralized. Those don't have nobody specifically owns those things. That's whoever like me. I own eight hundred right now. Those are mine. And a thousand other people across the country and throughout the world also own it. It's a decentralized system. They can't control people from... They're not going to go to each and every doorstep and say, sell your Dogecoin, sell your Bitcoin. So you can't do it because everybody has a piece of it. Now, what Robinhood did that was like illegal that has like lawsuits against them right now, they just stopped people from being able to buy. Like they're sitting there and you're well, not able to buy It them. wasn't just the plain people. So the lawsuit says here, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want, I yeah. want to, to clarify my position here because I think you guys are saying the same thing I'm saying. The lawsuit claims Robinhood's decision deprived retail investors of potential gains they could have made by buying when the stock was low and selling when the prices rose. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go past the rest of that other fodder they put in there and read this other part. Uh, the stock surge forced short sellers who were betting against the stock to buy shares to hedge their positions, sending the stock soaring even higher. So many day traders took advantage of Robinhood's free trades, placed bets on GameStop and other stocks the Reddit group promoted, but those customers are playing a dangerous game. The company's fundamentals don't support such elevated stock prices, and the bubble could burst, wiping out the traders who had placed big bets on GameStop and the like. So what I'm saying to you all, like I said before, you get these folk that create these apps, and they go out here and they do these types of things to the market, and you start to wipe out people. You're playing with fake money, but people are losing real money and it could be it could be a segment of our uh, financial district that uh, could be really negatively impacted, which, of course, impacts us just like the banks, uh, you know, the it's auto industry and real estate. But look at check, no, check this. The price of a dollar has been going down for years. Right. You want to talk about fake money and real money. The dollar is something that we gave value to. It's just as fake as a Bitcoin is. Now, if we decide to put all of our value into virtual currency and then the price of a dollar just continuously goes down, then what's the real money here? A Bitcoin costs a hell of a lot more than a dollar right now. Like, if when you compare it through dollar amounts. So, what I'm saying here is... <clears throat> Go buy a Dogecoin. I don't know. I'm, that, that's all I'm getting at. Nobody, go, go. nobody, nobody uh, said a whole lot when Bitcoin 
started out and then went through the damn ceiling. Yeah. Nobody was nobody was crazy, overly concerned when uh, people were buying gold years ago for thirty dollars an ounce, and now it's almost two thousand. Okay, now all of a sudden the big guys they get a foot put in their ass. All right, because we now a whole bunch of people are interfering with their ability to make their millions. Now, does now the little guy, the poor people now have a chance to get a little chunk of money. Now it's on the it, it, it's taken away from the multimillionaires. All right, Robinhood just didn't quote unquote form an app and taking people money. Robin, a lot of there's a lot of people have accounts and are doing trading through Robinhood because of the fact that you can trade and it's you know you ain't got you're not paying a commission. Uh, not for nothing, a lot of these places. $29, $39 each time you make a trade in commission. Robinhood, you're doing it for free. That that does says a lot. That says a lot. Now, GameStop, all right, nobody was gonna be doing this stuff that's happened in the last 48 to 72 hours. Nobody was gonna be doing this with GameStop long term. Mm -hmm. This was day trading and sh very, very short term. Because I know if I had a uh, hundred shares or 200 shares of GameStop. I had 200 shares of GameStop, and I seen that thing hit 450 or 480. I'm out because I know this is <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. this is short term. It's about to this drop. Is, that's what we yeah, were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay, that's all right. It's about to drop. Yeah. But in the meantime, in the meantime, if I could score forty thousand dollars in the before it drops, then that's what the that's the whole ideal. Right. That's the difference. That's the difference between a Chevrolet and a BMW. I'm okay? not. I'm not knocking that so, at all. I'm, look, this is not that's what, a, what happened with GameStop. And not only that, Marv. Not only that, we know foreign entities are buying stock in American companies every single day. Right. There's nothing illegal. There's nothing illegal about it. And if companies are private companies, they they would love the influx of huge cash. But, but, All right, that's just how it is. You but, can't stop that. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that. I, what I'm saying is that just like Robin Hood all of a sudden decided, oh, okay, I'm going to stop. And everybody from the big people to the little people that was part of their thing started losing money because they controlled it. That's what I'm trying to say is that you My, get... Robin Hood, Robin Hood did not lose any money with this. Robin Hood no. does not... I never said it's not, Robin it's Hood not a, lost It's not money. about that. I said Robin the people Hood, that was using Robin Hood platform... They lost money because Robinhood shut it down. The hedge fund people who bet against Robinhood lost money. Th that's what I'm trying to say is that you got people on both sides of this thing lost money except for Robinhood. And then what Robinhood did was send out a little tweet saying, oh, well, you know, we're sorry, we, you know. And, and basically they were disingenuous to the people that was using their platform. They, they, th they thumbed the nose up at the big people. And what I'm saying is that you get somebody from a third world country or whatnot that is making some kind of promise to one of these owners of this, this app or another app like it, they could, in essence, start to do things to our market. Like what? Well, again, today was hedge fund stuff with GameStop and uh, AMC. Tomorrow, it could be something with... Uh, you know the the real estate, or or putting out some more of these uh these Dodge coins or whatever. I'm just saying 
that you do something that creates some, you generate some type of uh, dodge. Dodgecoin is just Dodgecoin is in another situation, just like GameStop, where they're saying that you're going to go in there and run up the the, the purchase of stock to, to drive the stock up. Okay, because there's a lot of people who are going to other. You got the people who went long. You got the people who've gone short. Right. Well, <clears throat> the thing is, the thing is that the folks who are making the millions and have the millions of shares, all of a sudden, with happened with GameStop and AMC. Okay, uh, GameStop is a, a chain, a game, a store that sells video games. Really? I don't think that's going to turn the U.S. stock market on its head. AMC, movie theaters. Uh, okay, unless they're going to stop the sequel to uh, Coming to America, I don't think it's going to do much damage in the United States. All right. What I think is that, you know, people are seeing that there are certain uh, stock that you can, you know, you can buy and manipulate it, where the little people are now going to force the big people to make a decision. Because remember, you know, you got a whole bunch of people that Dodgecoin, AMC, GameStop, those were stocks that people are were a bunch of people is betting on them to fail. Well, now they got a lifeline thrown to them by people who are saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pump up some money into this stock to make it more valuable. And now this stock goes up, goes up, goes up. Hey, I own stock in AMC. It, it then went from say twenty-eight dollars a share to seventy-eight. Uh-huh. Okay, if I if, if it's my prerogative. If I want to cash in my hundred shares of stock, at, while it's at fifty-eight, that's that's how it goes. All right, them folks who got their millions and multi-millions making, you know, uh, with their stock deals, they weren't doing it looking out for the quote-unquote little guy or the little company. Nope. They're betting millions of dollars that GameStop is gonna gonna go down the toilet. Well, you had a 21-year-old, I guess, was part of this whole Robin Hood decision. So just imagine, 21 years old, you're out here doing things that's manipulating the market, uh, so much so that you have uh, senators uh, on the the, um, Congress making decisions of whether or not to bring certain types of uh, sanctions against these groups. And so, you know, tonight, I think they on... They can't bring no sanctions. Yeah, if you bring they, a sanction, you are bring sanction no sanctions. everybody in to, the stock. Market. Tonight, uh, there They're will be... They're not bringing no sanctions. There are, pe- are people who, who lost money. <laughs> tonight, Those there... senators are people who lost money. That's <laughs> to, all that's about. Tonight, Ocasio-Cortez says she will be on Twitch to discuss the GameStop and to debate today's development. So, Oh, yeah, she was going off. She was going off when yeah. she seen what they did where they shut down everything. She's on our side, if anything. Yeah, so... I want to hear her talk. I definitely want to hear her talk. Uh, I was playing devil's advocate. I do agree with you guys, but at the same time, I'm trying to throw out a little bit of making you go, hmm, type of thing, because just like they manipulate this little insignificant... Uh, stock and company and whatnot. There's folk out there that are looking at this, saying, "How can we flip it and make it about some type of terroristic attack, wherein you impact the big uh, things on the market?" And Marv, if, if they can do GameStop, it with this, they can do it with anything. 
It's GameStop. It's not a terroristic yeah. attack. Well, today, it's GameStop. Today is not GameStop. Unless, not, unless they du- not unless they doubled the price of Call of Duty. Come yeah. on, man. Get a grip. Well, <laughs> all I know is that Ray Kroc, all right, who took Ray Kroc. Took McDonald's? A, that's right. Took a, he, he wasn't McDonald's. Ray Kroc had an idea that made <clears throat> McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King what they are today. And back, so? I'm just saying, it was a, it was a laughable idea back then. No, it wasn't. But it, it blew. Wasn't but it blew. Yeah, it was because if you no, read, it wasn't. if you look at the story of how that thing fold, uh, <laughs> unfolded, everybody didn't jump on on board with it, and even the companies that did use it, they didn't use it in the way that he was saying. So he took it and flipped it. Okay. He there was two things that he introduced. Uh, when he was talking about uh, franchising and talking about uh, mass production, they went to a way to mass produce, having a system for the food, and then also for drive-throughs. Nobody was talking about doing drive-throughs. Nobody was talking about doing the mass production. So you had Wendy's uh, and uh, Burger King and McDonald's. McDonald's took it and started the mass production. When that started mm-hmm. to blow up. Then the other company said, "Whoa, well maybe we should start doing mass production." Now, what happened was, uh, Ray said, "Well, let me buy uh, this from you, uh, McDonald's, because I want to do some other things with it." So McDonald's family uh, said, "Okay, take it." So then Ray said, "I got this system. I'm going to franchise." And so he basically took McDonald's and franchised, and then added the drive-up window. That changed the entire game all the other restaurants were not even they couldn't see that vision they was laughing at them so i'm just saying that to say this type of situation is no different than then we're laughing now because we're like okay this is insignificant it's amc GameStop. how how uh, uh, uh detrimental could this be to our market it's the concept that's dangerous it's not so much what they target who they target? It's the concept. If you take why is, this concept, why is, why is why is the concept dangerous? A bunch of people sent a whole bunch of money to a company, a business, a corporation that could use the influx of cash. Why is that so da- a dangerous concept? Because the concept in the right hands being used in the in a way that's not foreseeable to the people that that have it currently which is the small guy you put it in somebody else's hand who's got oh, a more okay so i oh, oh so what you're saying is that the money is put in the hands of the small guy is messed up but the multi-millionaires and billionaires they're good to go no what i'm saying what i'm saying is that the small guy is winning is great but you got the bad guy over here looking at how the small guy win and he's like yo let me take your concept and then I could go over here and twist it and flip it. And we're like, oh, go ahead and do it because you're like us. You're the small guy. We want you to win. It's harmless. So what do you, you don't the, see the vision or the plan that this other person may have. You that, can't control so that. You, so what do you think the bad guys so what do you think the bad guys been doing with all these big time investors that have been controlling the market for the past fifty plus yeah. years, hundred plus you think, years? You think it's you think it's all you think the bad guys haven't been involved in making 
billions of dollars in the stock market over the last 50 years? I, I never said years? that. We see the bad I guys. Never said we that. see the bad guys been in, in, involved with Trump and how Trump's been fluctuating the stock market. I, so, I, so, I, I mean, I, I, I never dismissed it. I see what you're trying to say, where like it's very unforeseeable what's going on right now with the low guy, and there's going to be somebody out there looking to take advantage and and, and flip it for their own benefit. But at the same yeah, time, the somebody the was already the multimillionaires. But at the same time, they were doing the same thing when all the power was in one percent, you know, in, in the one percent hands. You know, the one percent have all that power. I would imagine it would be even easier to take advantage of the one percent because there's so few of them. You cut a good deal with them and you control the entire market. And it's only one percent. I didn't I'd imagine it'd be even more difficult to control the, 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 the masses because the masses have the control now like who are you going to control not one person has that much power to flip anything it just depends what everybody's and, and doing like, as a collective and just like any other business just like any other business you have russians you have the chinese you have the japanese you have the europeans if they see a opening in the stock market they will also get involved that's just how it is because it's making money they're not the russians ain't sitting back just jumping in any American company and business that they could. That's not the case because they don't have quote unquote, a lot of money to do it. And when that money comes in, because certain stocks from foreign companies, certain amounts of money have to be reported. Okay. To the sec, this helps us in a checks and balance to know, we will know if the, if a Russian company or a Russian bank, bought a million dollars or five million dollars worth of stock of a certain company company but we it, will know how, but how would you know if again we have how many times we get you get a call from different countries spammed on your phone and no matter how many times you try to block it they end up going to this robocall where they go into different numbers going through your contacts searching out frequently called numbers from area codes in your contacts so you don't even know who it is and it keeps changing and changing. I'm saying if they can manipulate the phones like that, then they can start to manipulate these false or fake accounts. That's why every time you go in your banking stuff now or, or you go online to buy something, you got to click that little box that said, I'm not a Mom, robot. You think the Russians, you think the Russians are going to be run, ripping and running and, and creating false accounts in order to do a $10 million stock transaction, you have to, to click to, that little to box. try to get around the SEC. You got to click that little really? box that says, I'm not a robot. You, Russia is a broke country. Like, they don't even have real milk. Well, you're the one that you're the one that's talking about Russians doing something with the stock yeah, market. What I'm saying is that you they have, you have these people. countries that are doing black market stuff to try to make money. So when you when you or desperate, Mar, Mar, you do desperate money, things, make money or lose money more people lose money in the stock market than they make money right but okay? we're talking about terrorists we ain't talking about you know you terrorists. are here doing a business to get rich terrorists. you're trying to disrupt governments and so you do terrorists? stuff that don't make sense <laughs> now you sound like what's his name from uh what was that coach from from the Colts? practice <laughs> or no no no, no. Uh, playoffs playoffs <laughs> Playoffs. Playoffs. You think you think you think terrorists you, Mark, you think you think the you think the Taliban is spending a million dollars in in stock in Ford Motor Company? I don't think so. I think the Taliban Come on. Come on. does stuff that makes no legitimate sense 
all for the purpose of disrupting uh, our way of life. So, shoot, I like this disruption. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm all with yeah, this disruption. Yeah, you, you, get, you know what? If you're getting peanuts, you're getting peanuts. If they're going to throw millions of dollars into the United States economy to try to quote unquote disrupt us, I think that's what they call an oxymoron. But they ain't throwing okay. a million dollars in there. They're, they're saying they're throwing a million dollars in there only to get things rolling and then they pulling their money out. They put, uh, they put, they put money up to buy something. They put, and then a whole no, bunch of people no, start putting their no money into it, groups, and no then they pull it. Groups putting money into the U.S. economy. What? Come on, you heard me? What? You heard me? No, you got all kind of terroristic money in our economy. Are you kidding me? It's called. No, give me an example. Well, give me an example. I'm just getting ready to do that now. Osama bin Laden came over here and went to all of these different institutions for education to then do what? To turn around and go back what? to his country. And the wait, 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 hold, 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 hold it. Stop, stop, stop. He went to educational institutions and did what? Study? So, again, you asked the question. I'm trying to give oh, see, you an answer to it. I'm not trying to say it. You said how. So, I was trying to explain I, the how, but you me, didn't get the how. Money. Give me money. I, I'm not. I'm Talk giving money. you the answer. You said Don't how. You didn't say money. You said, no, no, you didn't say money. You money. said how. You want no, no. money, but that's not the answer. Money. No, that's what I want. That's not no. That's what I want. You don't go like that. You ask yeah, how, and I'm tell telling me, you how. Tell me how they put money. money. In the US so Osama economy. bin Laden, Osama going to school, just like a bunch of <laughs> Osama bin Laden, just like a bunch of other terrorists came here, and they got well. Again, you ask the question. Here we go. So on top of the education piece, I'll give you the money. They open up these bomb and pop stores. And they get money from the hood, and they send all that money back over to their country, to their brethren, to fund their terroristic training as well as the weaponry to then cause terroristic attacks so on they, our they soldiers. Money, hey, America sells to oil to both they sides. Sent money to open up a store on Avenue D. Hey, right? Amer- yeah. hey America sells yeah. oil to both when sides. I was, look, when I was in the TAC unit, and I'm, so. sorry for, I'm sorry for speaking over you. When I was in the TAC unit, we did details where we went to the mom and pop stores where we would take in the money that they had from behind the counter that they wouldn't put in their cash register and they weren't declaring. They had bags and bags of trash bags of money that they were taking and putting inside these, remember those thermals that you would get for your soups and stuff? They was taking those things, they were stuffing them and sending them uh, back over to to the uh, to their, their homeland. And so the money was used for, for buying stuff. The thermals were used to pack and create these IEDs, these bombs, so that they could use them for roadside. But again, they were bringing their kids over here, working the stores. Some of the other kids was going to school then they would come back home and they would take that education and set up for training and for other things in their homeland. So they were learning from us what they couldn't learn in their country. And they was using our money by setting up stores in the hood and creating all kind of because what you got in the hood is alcohol, cigarettes, uh, wigs, those weaves, everything that we was buying. They were sending that money. They wouldn't put it into the economy. That's why they was keeping the stores open all kind of hours. They weren't buying homes. They were sleeping above the stores in those apartments above the stores. So you ask that, that's what I know. That's what they were doing. And a lot of it was tied to because we were doing a joint 
task force with uh, the federal government guys, the um, ATF and, and all these other yeah, groups. Yeah, well, the feds, well, you know what? That The feds did a terrible job, okay? I never said they did a great job. I'm just telling you that's how the terroristic stuff was working. Not only were they going to school and getting the educational piece, but they also was setting up these stores, which is why our black and brown folk living here couldn't get a loan to open up a store. But they had stores, three and four stores all over the city in different areas of our underrepresented low-income uh, communities. We, 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 both, we all know exactly why. We all know exactly why uh, black and brown folks couldn't get stores or didn't do stores and all that type of stuff. It wasn't because it was being done or taken over by a bunch of people from Yemen. It's, that's not the case. It was a part of it because, the, 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 again, betting on the racism, betting on the hatred for us, they were getting loans when we couldn't get loans. They were getting stores when we couldn't get stores. And so our folk here, our quote-unquote patriotic Americans who love Americans, we're declining black and brown people to get uh, loans to open up businesses. And the mom and pop store that used to be black owned turned into uh, uh, Middle Eastern stores in the hood. And they were in our hood getting our dollars, which we were spending because these are food deserts, wherein we couldn't afford to get to like places like Wegmans and other uh, high high end stores. We had to go to the store closest to us, and it didn't always have the great nutritional value, but it gave us what we needed, which was uh, the hair for those who want to get their hair did and can't afford to go some other place. They were selling us the beers real cheap, right? The food was stale, but the beers were fresh. I know that I used to walk in the stores all the time and look at all that, saying, "Wow." This is this is a food desert if I've ever seen one. You got Cheetos, all these little snacks. You don't have nothing uh, nutritional in here that's going to sustain uh, the life in the community. It's a corner store. It, you can right? go to a corner store in a suburb or in a rural uh, area, and you'll get fresher food and, and better stuff than you will at the stores in, in our neighborhoods. Now, that that's intentional. Racism may not look like it all the time uh, in the way we think it should be packaged, but... The fact that those stores weren't owned by none of us, but they were in our communities, that's racism. The food that's being sold in those stores, that's racism. And and so they were taking their money and sending it back overseas to their community, and they were bringing their family members and friends over to live here for 30, 40, 50, 60 days with inside their visa limit. And all they was there for was to just work. Round the clock, keep that store open. And some of the kids registered and went to school, and then they was out. So I'm just saying that's little that's little known information for some folk out there, but I knew it from, one, seeing it uh, firsthand, working in the TAC unit, going into those stores, and two, teaching in the schools and hearing these kids who were coming in uh, that's why we got such large ESL classrooms because these kids were coming here with no foundational uh, education for English as a second language and having to learn it on the fly while they're working. Because I had a kid two years ago that I was teaching, um, and he was, uh, I think he was either Yemen or Saudi. And he was here again on a visa, registered in high school. During the days in school, at night, he's working in this family store. 
And so will he stay here? Who knows? But I do know that they got the money that they're making in our communities and they're sending it back overseas to take care of family or do whatever over there. And some of it is well, taking care of family and some of it isn't. Yeah, but you got to realize that the majority of what you just said, there's nothing illegal about it. Because if there's any problems with it being legal, those stores, it's very, very easy to shut those stores down. And it, it wasn't done because there's nothing illegal about it. Yeah, They're coming over. That makes my uh, case. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's nothing illegal about it because of the fact that they were coming over. They were opening up these stores. They Okay, so it wasn't somebody who had owned seven or eight franchises of a mcdonald's instead of us in or owning seven or eight mcdonald's you know you got somebody who owned three or four corner stores and they went into these these under serviced neighborhoods they opened up these corner stores and they got the business from the people in the neighborhood it was better than nothing now obviously when the uh, terrorism's activity started to pick up and spike in the united states and you know, uh, 9-11 and the World Trade Center bombing and all the other stuff that was going on around the world, people started to take a harder look. It was very, very easy to take a harder look at those who were who were not uh, uh, American citizens or naturalized and they were over here. And people are like, oh, they open up stores and, and they making money in, in the neighborhood. Well, you know what? Did you think about opening up this vacant, this place has been vacant for two years did anybody in the neighborhood think about opening this up as a corner store? Well, well, no, no. But then they came over and they saw it as a business venture, business opportunity in an underserviced neighborhood. Yeah, but they now, couldn't now, get the loans. I know people Mark, that got, couldn't get the got, loans. Yeah, well, you know, not everybody. That isn't the excuse for everybody. Everybody could have not got the loans because it's kind of funny. How did people from another country with no uh, history or foundation in the United States, get loans. Well, a lot of those folks, they came over here because they were from families in Yemen and these other countries, Pakistan or whatever. They were from families that had money, all right? And now they came over here and they continued making money. And then we started to throw stones because, wait a minute, they're, they're making money here, but they're sending money back to Yemen and back to Syria and all them other places. Well, unless you have a law that forbids that, then you can't really, people can talk about it, which they did, but it's not illegal. Now, everybody's talking about, well, you know, nobody can tell me that somebody over here selling a, a packs of cigarettes during the week that is funding terroristic activities over in Yemen, okay? And we all know the stores were all over the country, but hey, this was a situation where they saw a market there was a market for corner stores in underserviced neighborhoods. Weg, uh, Wegmans, Tops, and all these other places. They were like, what's the word? Leaving the inner city? Okay, they were leaving the inner city and leaving neighborhoods basically bare. And people, like you said, had to try to get, you know, now so you got to try to go from West Avenue in the city out to out Chalai Avenue to get the Wegmans or Walmart and these other places. You know, somebody put up there to these corner stores and these locations, Chester's and all these other places, you know, Mojo's. And everybody went there like, oh, man, these folks are from, you know, this is this is a different brown people 
who are running these stores and owning these stores? Well, yeah, because they saw the market. They saw the, the ability. They saw the business venture. How do you see the, they how do you see the business venture uh, from their from their uh, home country? Because once they got over, Mark, once they came, like when folks came to Rochester, use Rochester as an example, they came to Rochester and they saw that this was a business opportunity. All right. How? They saw it as a business. You, yeah, you, you, barely, you barely speak in English, but you see a that, business venture in the hood. Irrelevant. That's irrelevant because there was a lot of people. I don't you know, we that. both, we, Mark, we, uh, we both know that. that there's a, we, we both know there's a lot of people who come to the United States who got money in their family, they come to the United States and they go to colleges and universities in the United States. Everything from community colleges to law school and medical school. So and they come over and they come over here and they see what's in that city. They see the opportunity. You tell me some kid coming from uh, Pakistan who goes to the U of R and gets an MBA, you don't think he's not going to see the possibility? Of course he or she is. All I know is I saw a high turnover from growing up having mom and pop stores that were owned by black and brown folk in our communities. And before you know it, those stores were no longer open. Then all of a sudden they're reopened and they're owned by primarily. And I'm, not, and I'm, not, hating, and I'm not hating on them, but I'm just a saying. A lot of families, they got out of the business. A lot, I know. I know <laughs> they got bought out the business. They got squirrels, squirrels out the bit. They did not just all of a sudden. Oh, you Barbara, know what I'm done. If, if somebody gets if somebody gets bought out of the business, they made a decision, business decision based on their circumstance. If I own a mom and pop store at the corner of of Clifford and Remington, one of my favorite neighborhoods. If I own a corner store there, all right, and somebody walks in, hey. I want to buy your store for $200,000 cash. I can say yes or no. Now, if I decide $200,000 in cash, well, damn, I was planning on closing the store in six months anyway or retiring, and my son and daughter, they don't want to take over the store because they are doing other things. He wants to play basketball. She wants to be a rapper. They don't want to be working in no corner store. I don't believe from- that. I don't believe that. No, it's the truth. You got you rising say, rent. You just can't say people with. You just, well, you're taking, I wasn't you just are saying taking, that. You're trying to take an easy way out by saying. No, I wasn't folks, saying black that. Folks, black folks were, be, were forced they were, out they were forced of the stores. I stand forced by that. How? I stand how? by I say how? you raising the rent. You got these ridiculous mortgage uh, uh, interest rates. You got chain stores. You know what I'm saying? When, when we go for mortgages. When we go for for buying stores, all of a sudden the ball gets moved and you can't kick it through the field goal like no, other you people. No, you're 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 you're, no. you're, 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 you're trying to blame. I'm not I'm not dismissing it, but I know a few people who black folk who own corner stores for long periods of time. Yep. Okay. They just they basically got tired of it because well, the situate the situation. With running the store yeah. and the management of the store, it got more than what they wanted to do. Now being sixty-five, what about it got old. more? Like what about it got more? What about it? Uh, yeah, because uh, if they've been doing it for fifty-six please. years, you know, 30, 40 years, if they've been doing it for a long time, they got the system down pat. You so have, why Barb, is it why is Barb, it taxing all take, of a sudden? You have to, Barb. You have to take the income from the store, not necessarily the profits. 
the income from the store in order to buy more inventory. So you talk about the inventory business acumen, up. right? So the business, but, we, if you can't, if, if you can't, if the store cannot support itself, if you got a corner store, why is but that? You ain't got a lot of people coming there. Why that is corner that? store? What you mean? Why is that? That play, I'm telling it's you, business. I'm telling you. You you look at our you look at the rent. You look at nothing to do with the rent. You look at our black and brown students in schools. They do the business stuff. A lot of the white students, a lot of the other students that come in there, they'll they'll get uh, the the training and tutelage under businesses. Our black and brown students, we don't get steered in that direction. So then all of a sudden, what happens? We have a great uh, product, right? Who's steering? Who is steering the white students? Who's steering the white students? Man, you, you, are you kidding me? All these different mentor programs okay, uh, that they got right, out there? Okay, right, fine. Why aren't those programs steering the black students, great the brown question. students? Uh, great well, question. Well, you're, you're in education. What's up with that? Well, I can tell you. I've been trying to say it for the, for the longest here. This is systemic, wherein you have different access and opportunities that are put in place in areas that aren't full of or predominantly made up of black and brown people. But then you go into those areas where they're predominantly black and brown and they don't get the grant money. They don't get the other types of monies to put these programs on. And did so then our kids your, don't grow up with an acumen that's business driven. Did your particular school district, I'm not going to name it, but yep. did your particular school district foster and facilitate that type of guideline that they were going to, they were just going to steer the white students toward all of this academia, but not steer black and brown students that way. They steer and continue to steer our kids towards uh, CTE programs that aren't entrepreneurial. They're public service. They're things wherein we work for someone. But when you go to other institutions, you see more of the entrepreneurial type of CTE programs where these kids come out with certifications. They even sometimes have grants, which gives them startup money, and they go right into it. Or, hey, you got uh, right now a lot of the STEM stuff. These kids get into STEM. You go out to those areas, they got all kind of programs, and these kids can come right out of those programs and go right into something with startup money. I'm saying our kids don't get that. Like we, you know, you and I both know this one particular uh, company. Uh, it was a barbecue um, sauce. I'll say that. And we know the man and the woman who ran their kitchen for the longest. And they kept moving the restaurant because they kept closing because they had no business acumen. The chicken was slamming. The sauce was slamming. Everybody knows and wanted it. And today, a major 500 fortune 500 uh company sells their particular sauce in the store that family does not make any money from those sales you know the company i'm talking about you know the people i'm talking about because we used to go in their stop in their show in their uh, restaurant when we were uh, law enforcement because they had it set up in our side of town and it started with an s you know who i'm talking about god rest his soul yeah but they they obviously sold they obviously sold their rights away. No, they, that's why they're not. That's why they're not making any money on it. They they didn't make any money on it. I talked with him before he passed, and because I kept asking him, "Why are you moving so much?" You know, by the time people find out where you open it, 
you're closed and you move somewhere else and, and you're losing your, your uh and he was like look i can't get anybody to come into the business i don't have the business acumen all i know is how to make the food the product is is desired because people would drive from all over to come in and get it but he didn't have anybody that was willing to come in and be a part of the business and have the business acumen if I'd had the money, I would have I would have jumped in on with it, but I didn't have the money. Oh, the you know, time. you know why that occurred? That occurred because he didn't he didn't want nobody coming in telling him how to do things. Well, that's he, how that was. He didn't, but his wife was always on board with it, and she was saying, you know, if we can get somebody. Yeah, well, he was making he was making the decision, so. But he didn't trust nobody because the people that well, he didn't what, trust. That's how it is. The people that he did trust screwed him over, and that's what I'm trying to say is that our 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 folk get screwed over to a point where we don't trust. And then our businesses end up closing. And so now what happens is, is these other uh, groups come in, they get the loans, they have the business acumen, so they end up flourishing in our communities. Because our communities like, look, we don't care who has a store there, as long as we got a store there, so we got somewhere to go. Yeah, my, you know what? That's called education, okay? This is it one is. of the downfalls. This is one of the downfalls when people leave school in the sixth grade and seventh grade so they can go hang out and drink and smoke weed and, you know, become rebellious. You know, nobody can tell me I got to go to school and all of that crazy mess. And then they realize when they get older, and then they realize that they need an education just to survive, and they end up having more problems than you can shake a stick at. And then they want to have a situation where they want to blame other people and it just ain't making it. It just ain't working. Well, that's, no, a, that's a part of it. I, I wouldn't that, say that's, that's all of it. it. That's it, a big it, part well, of it. Well, I think I think it's a. I would say it's a healthy percentage. I wouldn't say it's the largest because again, a lot of these kids do have a business acumen, and they do have the the, the drive to and and the, and the intelligence to do it, but they have barriers and and whatnot put in in, in place that work against them. And so I agree with you that a lot a lot of what's happening is a part of that because I've seen it too, where we do create I've, I've heard things. And seen, yeah. I've heard and seen too many of these young folks basically uh, uh, do and say and involve themselves in some of the craziest things that can you could dream of. And then when all of a sudden it, they get, a, you know, I keep saying this term, a foot foot in their ass, then now all of a sudden they want to talk about well, uh, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get no ed, no education in school because your ass wasn't in school. Okay, you didn't go to school. You left the house seven o'clock, seven thirty in the morning, and school never. You didn't even see it. You know, so don't they can't don't don't they can't go there with that. Now uh, there's a situation I'm hearing and seeing people want to play victim. Well, no, you can't you can't play victim in this situation. You did this to yourself, and now you are paying the price. And now we talk about, well, they don't have business acumen. Well, you know, for that individual we were talking about, you know, with, with, with that restaurant, there wasn't a whole lot of quote-unquote business acumen. The person, each, when you go into a building you don't own, and you got a mortgage of, say, $2,500 a month, you got to sell product. You got to sell services or you're gonna come out of your pocket to pay your bills. Now, a lot of people, it can only come out of their pocket uh, for a certain amount of time before they realize it's not gonna make it. It's either that or you get the profit sold. That individual, I could think off the top of my head about five different locations in the city that that restaurant was at. 
that I know of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it didn't have to happen. But you also look at the five locations throughout the years and what those locations look like now. And each one of those, each one of those locations that individual is at, he didn't own the building. He was paying rent. He was leasing. And that means you got to sell a lot of that chicken. That chicken was fantastic. All right. But you got to sell a lot of chickens in order to pay the mortgage. I mean, to pay the uh, rent. It's not a mortgage. To pay the rent. To pay to buy more chicken. To pay the, for the ingredients for your sauce. To pay your employees and RG&E and all that good stuff. Okay. You got to sell a lot of damn chicken. And it wasn't making it. So now he's forced. In order to try to keep the business going, he's forced to find a new location. It's too bad. I wish he had a place that he owned that building. And it was in great shape, yeah. and he didn't have to pay no twenty five hundred dollars a month to somebody else. Right, but, but and we I, and we know who those somebody else's were. And that's why I was saying that you get these individuals that come over from the other countries, and they're able to buy the 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 building and then utilize it for the stores. So they get the the loan or whatever it is, the mortgage for the well, building. Let's and, be real now. So most of those most of those properties that they're buying that those stores are in were probably very cheap. Okay. Yeah. They weren't nobody was buying a building for no hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars for a mom and pop store. And the it store, wasn't a high-end store. The store at Jefferson, that store at Jefferson and Champlain, probably you could have bought that whole building for twenty-five thousand dollars. Okay, I mean that's yep. just how it is. These folks, they're coming over here from other countries. They're not coming over here with no two or three thousand dollars. They're coming over here with fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand dollars in cash, stuff like that. So you got, got a cheap building like that. With. If you know yeah. that you got a cheap building like that, and you got a person that said, "Okay, look, I got a business model, present it to the bank. I can get that twenty-five thousand in this period of time." You know, working the you store. You talking about black and brown citizen or somebody from out of the country? I'm talking about black and brown citizen. If you're saying that that building costs okay. twenty five thousand, okay, and you got a business owner who has either a history of having ran a store or has a business model of saying how they're going to be able to pay for that mortgage, then they should be able to qualify for that loan as long well, as they got also, one of those two things. They are also going to be. They're also, those type of people are also going to be very, very choosy in the buildings they go into. They're going to be very, very choosy in the neighborhood they go into. They're going to be very, very choosy of the demographic they are targeting in that neighborhood. That's going to make part of their business model. You're not going to, you're not going to get somebody who uh, is going to come in from Pittsburgh to put a store at Jefferson and Champlain. Okay? That's not going to happen. No. So now that building, yeah. that building at Jefferson and Champlain is now going to be up for rent or sale to somebody else who is willing to have a store in that neighborhood where Ray Ray and Shaniqua can walk in and have all that type of drama at the counter. And, you know, the shootings we've had and the homicides we've had at those corner stores. OK, so people are very, very, very nervous about that type of stuff. But you got somebody, You some guys come in and say, hey, I'm from Yemen. I lived in a war zone. Jefferson and Champlain don't scare me at all. That's what yeah. that's what's going on. Well, you know, so, th- there's been a big push. I know that uh, Killer Mike did uh, about a couple of years back was talking about black, and, you know, black farmers and, and creating those markets so that we can t- tackle things like uh, food deserts in our uh, inner city. 
underrepresented communities. So, I mean, here's a perfect opportunity for us to put our money back in our community, which is what we've been struggling with for years. I mean, part of it was because we had to do it, but now we're in a position where we don't have to, but we still spend our dollars in other communities. And then we, you know, gripe about, we can't get these types of things uh, in our, in our community, you know, perfect time to have investment. If we can spend our money on uh dodge coin, Bitcoin and, and stock for AMC and all these other places, What's to say that we can't use that same type of uh, um, uh, thought process to say, okay, we got a business that we know would thrive if it had the right uh, monetary support. So then you get an X amount of people that say, okay, I'll put this much amount of money into stock for your business. And then that's money that will go towards uh running the business put pretty much taking care of the mortgage and then getting the overage that it needs for uh food and and things of that nature and then so the return is as long as the business is thriving the money is being made uh toward these people's investment we should start doing that more in our cities in our communities to help our business owners start to get a foothold and then that business turn around and invest in another business which then creates more businesses within our community. If we could do it with stock, I mean, certainly we can do it with, with our, our, our communities because other communities do it all the time. And yeah, I we're doing it right now. We should invest that in. That's actually a really good idea. We should invest the same way that everybody's putting all this money into GameStop and everything. We've talked about it on this podcast before. The African-American community uh, generates over a trillion dollars every year. You know, you see what everybody's doing with GameStop right now in the stocks. Imagine if we put that towards a business of our choosing. You know, we can organize the same way everyone's organizing right now right now on Reddit. Decide which one that you want to invest in, and then boom, everybody put their money towards that. And the same way that all this stuff is fluctuating, you'll see the stocks fluctuate the same way towards whatever that black business is that, you just, that we decide to, to um, support. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's I w- a good idea. I would actually make it not just a business but I would make it like a, a investment company, a black investment company that will then distribute the monies to the businesses. So that way we're all putting our money into one area, one financial area. And then that company manages and sends the money out to those businesses to make sure they have the security to one, the uh, brick and mortar. And then two, uh, to start to, you know, at least start up to run it as far as, you know, um, if it's a restaurant having the stoves that it needs or if it's a store having the reefers it needs to store things in. I'm just saying, and then what in, in turn is those businesses put money back towards that company so that you have a cachet for the next business. And that, that's that model of going back and forth that we should that we should look to do. That, that's that's what I was thinking, you know, as I'm sitting here looking at this because I'm like, wow, you know, how many times have we had this same discussion about if our if our kids went to HBCUs, all these D1 players that are going to, you know, other colleges and making them all kind of money because those kids end up going to the NBA or the WNBA or the NFL or the MLB. You know, if they're going to all these other places and making money and then becoming 
you know, um, alumni where they send endowments back to these colleges. What if they were alumni of the HBCUs and it did the same thing, you know? So, you know, it's, it's how much do we want to invest in our community like these other communities do when they come over here and they buy up the mom and pop stores and send money back to their country or they send the, uh, their, their children to our institutions and then they send those kids back home and they become doctors and lawyers uh, in their community. So before you know it, you have places like Dubai, okay, or Yemen, or, or the, uh, um, um, uh, what's that, the Arab, uh, Arab uh, um, I can't think of the, uh, the name now, but, um, but they're, they're making money from having come to our country and learned in our institutions and set up businesses in our communities where we're putting money into their business and creating wealth for their communities and not our own. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're doing it with the stock stock market. If you put money, so what's happening right now with GameStop? Everybody's putting their money into GameStop. GameStop is making a lot of money off of this. They were just bankrupt. They're not going to be bankrupt after all this is done. Nope. You know, they're going to be back popping again. And all those people that invested, they're coming up on money too. So imagine if, I don't know, say everybody wanted to put their money into, I don't know, Uncle Moe's or something like that. Okay. Everybody. Next thing you know, Uncle Moe's has a crazy influx of money because everybody just decided, hey, we decided we're going to put our money into Uncle Moe's. Now everybody owns a portion of Uncle Moe's because of the stock. They're making their money. Uncle Moe's also has a whole bunch of money that they can use to improve their business and 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 move to a better area or get better equipment or whatever it is they need to do to make it better now they're bringing in more money than they ever were also the investors are making more money now because they invested in it so in turn the african-american community everybody that invested they're getting bumped up uncle moe's the business is getting bumped up and then you're talking about creating the chain reaction that's the same thing that's happening with gamestop right now they tried to shut out GameStop, and it just moved to AMC. It moved to Doge. It moved to Nokia. It moved to so all these businesses are now coming up off of this. All AMC was doing bad as well. They're not going to be bankrupt anymore after this. Like it's all a chain reaction. So we see what what we can do when the people come together as a mass and coordinate and put all their resources together. It's just a matter of actually doing that, and we're seeing it's very possible because of what's happening right now. Like. And there's nothing that anyone can really do to stop it either. It's crazy. It's completely legal. Uh, look, I'm looking at this article just right here. Okay, so in Detroit, a city that is 85% African-American, there are no black-owned grocery stores. So instead, the cauldrons, uh, Middle Eastern Christians, living in the suburbs, own the majority of the grocery stores, uh, uh, the grocery store options, rather. A recent Fair Food Network study found that Detroit residents spend an estimated 200 million annually on groceries in the suburbs. So you have these Middle Eastern Christians called uh, Calderons who live in the suburbs of Detroit and own the majority of the grocery stores are getting 200 million annually pumped into their stores. Yet these are in black and brown communities and there are zero owned by black people but they're making 100% of their in the revenue off of them in an 85% African American city community that's ridiculous mhm that's ridiculous 
So, you know, we talk about how we can't, we can't, we can't, but we take our money and make somebody else wealthy. We take our money and create a business for them. Why can't we get our own folk to own a business and we take that same 200 million and put it into their business so that it creates generational wealth for them, which then in turn creates generational wealth for our community because you know we're all six degrees separated we're all related in some way shape or form and if one black business thrives you can certainly get another two or three which then will pay it forward to another two or three after that in our community we've done it before we can do it again but we we got we got to focus man we got to get our 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 energies redirected and stop jumping on the train with other folk and doing things that benefit their community while ours continue to struggle or die. And that's what, that's why I have such an issue with what's happening with this thing with, with, uh, with Reddit and with Robin hood, because a lot of our young folk are, do- are jumping on this thing and they're, they're making scraps while the other folk make big money. And then they shut it down when they see how much power we're wielding by pumping money into their idea to thumb the nose at the bigger giant in the room. We have enough money to be the biggest giant in the room because we are, you know, consumers and we spend way more money than everybody else. What'd you say again? How many trillions did we spend, uh, Blake? Over a trillion. We, we, we generate over a trillion. So if we're doing that and, and we know that nationally uh, the largest uh, generating um, a thing in our economy is music and we drive a huge portion of that industry, there's no reason why we shouldn't be more financially uh, uh, savvy, more financially um, settled in this country instead of I want to go back to what your problem is with Robin Hood and Reddit I don't understand what you're trying to convey there I don't understand what you mean you have a problem with what's going on with that it's just a bunch of people on the social media coordinating like right now at 3pm everyone's going to jump on everybody is on or not wow at 3pm today they're 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 coordinating another buy-in with uh, who's they everyone like people human beings Right, but who is steering it? People, human beings. No, but who, what, what, what are they jumping on? Doge, the coin. They're and who owns that? Everyone. Everyone that buys it. No, 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 no. There, there's no, no you, that's nobody a conduit. Buy, no, no, no. That's what I was trying to tell you earlier. Nobody who? owns Dogecoin. I own Dogecoin. If okay, you, you own Dogecoin a piece to, of Dogecoin. Who, no, no, I own Dogecoin. Who is the conduit? Who is the Listen, one? You're not listening. I own my Dogecoins. They're literally Did you create mine. Dogecoin? No. Okay. So who created Dogecoin? The person that created it doesn't even own it. That's the same thing that's going. That's why. So that's what's why the benefit I, that, to That's them. what decentralized means. It's not. <laughs> there is no a uh, 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 benefit for them uh, directly. No, I I get the understanding of decentralized. Like the the person that created Bitcoin doesn't own Bitcoin. Everyone that bought a Bitcoin owns their own Bitcoin. It's theirs. It's completely there. Like yeah, but whoever the, creator. Cre- the dollars that are in your wallet right now, yeah, are your dollars. Yeah, but it you goes didn't create to those who? dollars. I know who creates our dollars. 
But you own those. Those are your dollars. I don't print them. But they're your dollars. No, this, there's, they're, they're not my dollars because I don't create them. I don't make decisions on how. Yours. No, listen, I don't make decisions on how much is created. I don't make decisions on how much stays into the market. None of the I stuff that's in this house we've created. So the computer that you're using right now, you didn't create the laptop. None of the stuff. But the somebody is wear. making way more money than I off of this product. Okay, but nobody's making money off of Dogecoin. Yeah, the creator of Dogecoin may not own it and may sell that theory to you, but no, it's Dogecoin, it's literally Dogecoin makes money when you put money into Dogecoin. Dogecoin is not a corporation. They're not making money off of people. Yeah, Dogecoin is not just air. Well, okay, granted, you buy a Dogecoin. Where does the money go? To yeah, Dogecoin. and who do you pay the money to in order to get a piece of Dogecoin? It's not a piece. It's an... It's an entire thing. A doge. It's like picture a penny. If I have a penny in my hand, this is. It's, I don't have. I don't. I don't own a piece of penny. And who creates it's the penny? It's a penny. It's my penny. No, who creates the penny? The uh, treasury. Okay. And so the treasury is making money off of me getting pennies. The treasury does well. The treasury has to run. What? Where, where did they make their the money? The treasury has to hire people to come in and cut the coin. Okay, but they don't own the coins. The treasury so, doesn't own every current, every every dollar and coin that's circulating in the market. So right that's now. what I'm trying to get to. The point is that you are one of the owners of Dogecoin, but yet there is a creator who manages how much and how often Dogecoin is used, <laughs> no. and so there is some type of fiduciary responsibility. That's not true. Yes. He doesn't. He doesn't control how how he can't control when I use my Dogecoin. It's my he Dogecoin. Can shut, he can shut Dogecoin down and no, then what? No, he can't. Why not? Because it's not his to shut down. How That's did what he I'm trying to it? convey to you. He made it, put it out there, and now it's it's whoever owns it. And he can't. He can't at shut no, it down at no point. So I can so copyright can, it. So can the so can can the U.S. Treasury walk into the house and just grab all of your dollars out your wallet? So right I now can say copyright Dogecoin wait, 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 right now and say I own it. Hold on, answer my question. Can the U.S. Mar, Treasury Dogecoin walk into the house and take your pennies? It's publicly traded, Marv. I know it's publicly traded. It's but publicly traded, which means he just can't shut it down if he wants to. It doesn't so, work that way. So how does it work then? What could he do if he decides I'm out? I no longer want to do this with those that's coins. still a currency it's still out there he just, yeah he has to sell his cur his currency his stock or whatever so he just can't he, he just can't shut it down if he just shuts it down he's gonna walk away with everybody's money that's the stock the shareholders or stockholders yeah, he, can't there do that. are rules and regulations when you sell stock i get Mark, that. where you been where you I, been Mark? i get that what i'm trying to say is that he has to meet the requirements of how he can basically walk away from the company so, yeah, he can't take your money and walk, but it's still his company, publicly traded or not. He can fold and say, all right, I'm going into chapter whatever, and I want you to dissolve this company. And then the lawyers will get involved, and they will find a way so that your monies go into. It's just like when another so, bank takes your money, and then the bank says, we're, we're trading, and we're out. So you want and so your bank goes, you go, your account goes from HSBC to Key Bank. So if the person that creates Dogecoin decided to just stop, he just didn't want And I don't know that they are still making Dogecoins because I know the creator of Bitcoin doesn't make more Bitcoins. There's a fixed amount of Bitcoins in existence. That's why they are valued at such a high amount because there's a fixed amount. 
So say that yeah, the Doge person coin, that creates Dogecoin just that same level. Yeah. So say he just stops making them. Mm-hmm. Which is probably what people are anticipating. That's why people are buying so much for such a small value right now. Say he stops making them. Then that doesn't mean that Dogecoin goes away. It doesn't mean that it loses value. If anything, it means that the value skyrockets because now there's a limited, there's a fixed amount in existence. Same way Bitcoin happened. That's why Bitcoin right now costs 40. Okay, but the price of actually there isn't. They are still creating pennies. They're still creating dollars. The price of a dollar has been shooting down for years There's now. a fixed amount of pennies that go into service every year. No, but there's not a fixed amount. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, there is a fixed amount. They, no, no, they no, no, control no. I, how no, much money there, is in flux. I realize that, but I'm saying that okay. they're still creating more, though. It's not fixed. But they control how much goes out into the market. So they sit down and say, okay, we're going to create X amount of pennies. And we're going to put X amount of pennies into the market. Okay, so year by year, there's a fixed amount that they're going to generate. Right. That doesn't mean that there's a fixed amount in existence because they're still creating oh, more. Absolutely there is because they can say, you know what? We got X amount of pennies out there in the market that we know of right now in circulation. And guess what? That penny's not being utilized that much. So do we keep it in circulation or do we take it out? And they can say, let's take it out and we'll just stay with nickels and dimes. And but they that's can, not and, happening. And they can, in essence, but that's they, not it almost did. Yeah, the coin shortage happened, and it was harder to come across it, and that's one of the times I thought that they were really going to start moving to virtual currency, well, which is the why fact I think that, that people that weren't utilizing it, it either. People stopped using the pennies. People didn't want to use the pennies, so they were yeah, like, too. why don't we take it out of circulation but altogether? the reason that the price of it was going down is because they were still making them, because there's not a fixed amount in existence. They're still creating them. So the whole reason that the price of a dollar, of a penny, whatever, is going down is because we just keep making more. More and more and more and more and more. They don't now, just make more just, and more and more because then you can't you can't keep track of. No, they make X amount. They know what's in existence because they have that set number. And so what I'm telling you is that as they start, as they go through with the, you got to take a look at this. When they when they say okay, we're going to discontinue this number penny, then if you look at each penny, each one is manufactured at a certain time and it's a certain uh, serial number. And they will say, we'll take that one out of rotation. And so as those pennies come into the banks or the industries where, they, where they're able to take them out of circulation, they remove them. So and, and they put other I, ones in. But I as they're taking those there. out, they're putting other ones. So they keep the number at an equal number. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying there. But they're still making more. Now, I just looked it up, actually. The death of the penny. U.S. meant to cease penny production in 2022. The U.S. Mint announced this morning that they will phase out the production of the new pennies beginning in late 2021 and mint the last batch of pennies. So that's just me looking up pennies. I don't know what they're doing with nickels, dimes, dollars, all that other stuff. But they are looking to stop making pennies. And I would have to imagine part of the reason they're looking to do that is because the value of it is just plummeting. Like, it, it it's plummeting. It's the just price a of the dollar has been plum, But it's not just a penny. Current U.S. currency in total has been plummeting. That's why people have been so big on invest, invest in stock, invest in other things, invest in Bitcoin, because you save your money, you put it in a savings account, and it's just losing value. You put well, $200 in your value. saving account, and it's, it's only losing worth. value to who, though? Hmm? It's losing value to who? Like, what do you your mean? opinion it's is losing, competing. It's losing value in the market. It doesn't. Okay, it doesn't, that's where I was going. It doesn't. It, it doesn't 
the value of it is not as much. It's as not what it losing was. the value. So you it's could being still, that it's competing with another currency, which is being utilized more. Yeah, sure. But right. it's still losing its value. So what happens so you is... you have $200, that $200 isn't going to buy you the same amount. $200 today doesn't buy you the same amount it did 50 years ago. And I get that. But you're not going to keep generating a penny when it's costing you more to make it than what it is actually... Oh, for sure. That's why right. they're stopping. So That's why they're stopping. Do- but what I was saying is that... It's not being utilized enough to, to justify the continuance of making it and I, I completely agree and managing it because you got to take those ones that become smooth and unlegible you got to take those out of circulation and put new ones in so that's a continued manu manufacturing to manage it but not, I, not just to create it just to throw it out there in the atmosphere no i'm not that familiar with the u.s treasury but you're saying that they do have a fixed amount that can yeah. even be in existence from year to year yep that's the, how they're able to they're, control the market and they're not increasing that number Nope. But from year to year, so it's always nope. the same amount? It's always the same. And what they do is they rotate money out and put the other money back in, but they know how much they have in the market because that's how they're able to control the market. Hmm. And okay. and the thing is, you got to do that because you have people that are out there that are forging it, trying to create. That's why they have such security measures in place because they know that you got people out there who are trying to duplicate that to pump money into the market to mess with the money, uh, the market's uh, um, stabilization, just like what you guys did with Reddit. You guys decided to pump money into a dead company to give it new life by raising its stock. People will go out and forge and make $20 and other, they put these other things into the market so that it creates this uh, money for them, right? Because they're able to exchange their fake money for real money, but at the same time, it disrupts the market because now the U.S. Treasury don't know how many uh, $20 they have out there because of these fake 20s. So they got to keep changing the security measures so they can say, well, we know we have X amount of 20s in circulation. So if you have these other ones out here that don't have these measures in, now we know that that's fake and that's not our money. Mm. That, that's how they manage and keep track of what's out there in circulation. Yeah, I looked it up. It says, Today approximately 150 billion pennies of the 288 billion in circulation are estimated to be in use. The rest are in jars, sacks, and made into jewelry. Rest in loafers are thrown into fountains. Yeah, they keep track of everything. They know. They know. But I would imagine that's probably why the price is going down or, or, or the value is going down because there's so many that are just lost in circulation. They still are making... More now, I don't know if they're going over a certain amount because they just take into account the amount that they don't know where those are, and then they just make more based off of that. Yep. But that would make sense because you just have a bunch of pennies laying around somewhere that people just aren't using. Absolutely, I throw pennies in the garbage almost. Just about, just about. So, mm-hmm. look at man, we had two twenty-five out of our three-hour session here. Um, great conversation. Like I said, and on two blue, be black, two black, be blue. We talk about everything black and brown perspective. That impacts our world directly and indirectly. Uh, you know, you got Beezy and the good lieutenant here. Uh, our regular cast of uh, thugs aren't <laughs> aren't in in the vicinity today, but maybe you know somebody uh, uh, give a call in. Uh, we haven't given out the dial in number uh, here on our uh, live air show. We do have a number of five eight five six five three zero zero two one. If you want to dial in, Lou, they are making an Android. Uh, version of the clubhouse 
it's coming just a matter of them beefing up their uh, staff for that particular app. So once they do that, I will hope that you download it because uh, this app allows us the flexibility of not doing our phone calling. And also we can bring folk in uh, to the room. I, I, I got turned on to this particular uh, app, which is not publicly traded yet. It's still in, in the infancy stages. And uh, Blake, you probably could talk a little bit more about it than I can. So yeah. share this good information because I've been, I've been kind of like uh, I mean, stuck. I, I didn't tune into the broadcast that you were tuned into, but I do know that Clubhouse is still in its uh, beta right now. So it's not even in its full form yet um, in terms of whatever they got planned for it. I don't know what that's going to be. But, um, yeah, it's a real cool app. It's a good way to have solid conversations. There's a lot of good uh, chat rooms going on in there, a lot of people chatting about business. There's also the entertainment, you know, aspect. I'm plugging it right now. Like, I'm making money off of it. I need to invest in Clubhouse while I'm at it, but I don't think they're on the stock market yet. No, I, I looked. I was trying to put my money on it, but they're not yet. That's why I'm saying once they become publicly traded, I'm jumping in. What you're not selling, man, I'm trying to get you to sell it. So, what, the, oh, the show that we're doing on there? Well, yeah, we've been doing the show on there. We've had a couple of uh, uh, podcasts that we've done on there, but... You can go in any time into a like last night. I was listening to Tiffany Haddish talk with a bunch of folk, and so what I'm saying is that you have immediate access to entertainers, to business producers, and and executives where they're discussing uh, things about the industry, wherein you would have to spend like hundreds of dollars to go to a conference to get. You're getting for free because it's a free app. You're on here. They're talking about it. You have actual. I was sitting in on some of the uh, the shows where uh, they had people that were auditioning uh, to get their music out there, and so the the music logo moguls rather was sitting there saying, "Okay, you sing, let me hear it." And so they were singing or they was playing their uh, tapes, and they were like, "All right, I'll follow you. I'll send you my contact information." And so they're literally taking people on on this app. So this this app is is. Is uh is was created for uh this particular environment we're in now with the pandemic, but at the same time, it's a platform wherein if you want to do your own podcast, uh, you can set that up and and do it with yourself or do it with others. Uh, but you know we've been doing this podcast now for a little over uh, a year as a as a as a group here. Uh, I've been doing podcasting for about three now, and uh, you know I've seen since the pandemic. The, the need for equipment and the uh, the actual uh, podcast um, platforms have grown because so many entertainers uh, are realizing how powerful this thing is because it gives you immediate access to to people out there and so you know I'm thinking you know we get our we get our uh, our core group of people which is you guys uh, that's on here right now all on this this particular app man we can take this uh this show to another level on more on more than just the platform it's on right now which uh last i checked i think yesterday we were like seventy thousand listeners uh just for the month of january right now and we're not even all the way through which we've already surpassed our number last year of uh what did i say we were at fifty thousand between uh the the uh, month of march to december so 50,000 between that that period 
and we're already at 70,000 uh, in the first uh, 20 plus days of January. So we, we're definitely uh, we're generating interest in the conversations that we're having on here, but I would love to have uh, more hands-on interaction, and this app definitely affords us an opportunity to have people come into the room and, and, and we can get from any lay person to, you know, maybe some of these other entertainers or whatnot uh, to chime in and, and, and specialists. You know, we're talking about uh, finance. We're talking about education. You know, a lot of these folks are on this app. They could come in and chime in on our uh, topics with with more expert uh, uh, knowledge and, and, and uh, information. So uh, that's just, uh, you know, something to think about i can't wait for it to open up on uh android so we can get the good lieutenant on it unless of course he switches over to apple <laughs> which which i don't know that's a possibility that's no it. i'm not switching over to <laughs> apple oh thank you i don't want apple tracking my every move <laughs> and, and, or selling my information to russia <laughs> they're tracking you anyway on android what are you kidding me there's no difference. Yeah. They Android, Apple, they're all the same. That's why it's A. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So what's what's our uh, what's our final topic for the for the uh, the last twenty five minutes of this uh, uh, show today? Um, I did see. I don't know. Let's, there's so much stuff happening. I mean, I guess you got the Nova vaccine. Um. In the UK trials, they said it was 89.3 effective, but it was less effective against a South African variant. But we didn't even really talk about that. We didn't. We didn't go over the, the what three strains we got now. The African. Uh, yeah. What's the other two? I I haven't even really heard about them honestly. There's, there's, there's a UK. There's a UK variant. The South African variant. But you know, we were discussing this the other day, and. I'm high, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this, but I'm very very suspicious because every no matter what happens, you know HIV, Ebola, swine flu, H1N1, whatever, they always got to tack a piece of that on the Africa, okay? Yeah, I noticed Africa, that too. Africa always has a huge involvement in these viruses and. Uh, people getting bitten by green monkeys and what, coming down. All, it's just crazy it's, stuff. It's always the more the, the more deadliest. Yeah, and yeah, aggressive. Like, they don't want to admit, <laughs> right? They don't want to admit other things. But it's always Africa. Is always for some reason is the epicenter of viruses. Yeah, they always want to put Africa on 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 the board. Yep. I was thinking, and you know, people might agree or disagree, but you know, with the different levels of coronavirus where you got people who have no symptoms at all you have people who have very mild symptoms you have people who have moderate symptoms just stay home treat it like a cold stay away from people then you have people who have more serious uh symptoms then you have folks who have deadly this makes me believe that when these folks in this laboratory and system that was putting this virus or playing with this virus they were experimenting and looking at different levels different strains of a virus and it got out so it affected it's just it's, it just boggles my mind how somebody 95 years old can be asymptomatic 
or have very, very mild symptoms. And somebody who's 30 years old, he works out at the gym five days a week, eats well, uh, uh, strapping young man is dead in seven days. Yeah. Okay. I believe that when this virus got out, however it got out intentionally, accidentally, through some type of uh, 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 terroristic chemical uh, warfare type of deal, yep. when this virus got out, different strains, different strengths, different levels of this virus got out. It wasn't just one virus, okay? I'm willing to bet there was five or six different levels of this virus got out because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense how somebody 100 years old can get through it with no problem and somebody 25 is dead within a week or, in a week or two, okay? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because uh, I, I, I uh, know people who have come down, who've caught the virus. I mean, you know, there's been 25 million cases and growing in the United States. You know, that's almost like one out of nine, one out of one out of ten, one out of twelve, something like that in the population. Mm. It's just one. It's a situation now. Most people are like, you know what? I'm doing okay. I have no symptoms. I am having no problems. The doctors tell me in the hospitals, it's like they're telling me to stay home. All right. There's no need because we don't have any medicine for you anyway. If you don't have any problems, just stay home and go through the 10 to 14 days and you'll be good. Okay. That's what's going on now. You know, only the people who have real bad uh, symptoms, life-threatening, shortness of breath and all that type of stuff, they're the ones going to the emergency department. They're the ones getting admitted. They're the ones who may be heading to ICUs. But there's a, there are millions of folks who are just basically treating this now as a cold because we have basically come to the the decision that this virus is not only a killer, but it's got some balls, all right? And we have to do certain things in order to uh, further the ability of us keeping from passing it on to other people. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I but always I, said it was money. manufactured. I'll, yeah, I'll bet money there's different there's different strengths of this virus out in the world. And now here's a UK variant. Wait a minute, so you try to tell me that just in the United Kingdom, this virus has now mutated to a stronger version. Uh-uh, I'm not buying that. <laughs> and again, I'm not buying you, that you, at all. You've had two, two or three versions come out of the UK and only one version out of Africa, but the African one is, is much more volatile. Uh, oh yeah, uh, you know it, it's just it's always that narrative of negativity. Africa, it's, it's Africa, 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 Africa. It's dangerous. Now it's South Africa, South Africa, or oh, the South. It's the aggressive. South African variant. Well, you try to tell me that people from South Africa hasn't yeah. passed on the virus to people living in Central Africa and it's or here. Northern Africa, Eastern Africa. It's made it. It's really? here. It's, it's in America now. The South African variant is here now. And you, so it, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they found it in South Carolina. Right, I'm, right. Sure there's a, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people from South Carolina <laughs> oh, have God. visited South Africa. With some more black month. people there. It's, it's, so it's a, it's a black virus that have gone to more black region of our country. Yeah. 
So let's close the border down and nobody can go in and out of South, South Carolina. Africa to South Carolina. <laughs> oh, really? Are you just, now we're making up shit? Restricting travel to South shit. Carolina. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. If you go to South Carolina, you might get a virus that started in or was a variant from South Africa. Come yeah. on, and give I me can, a break. I can only imagine the headlines and the tweets and all the things that would have taken place if IQ45 was still in office right now with this type Man, of uh, you know what I'm saying it, it, we'd be you, a, we'd be a deeper we'd be a deeper trouble right now they're talking about oh yeah they're having they, they got a great vaccine rollout in West Virginia they got a great vaccine rollout in Mississippi right you why, saw oh, that okay how come well why don't, why don't we have a great rollout going on in Pennsylvania or California That's, or <laughs> or Illinois or New York or these other blue states let's model the rollout of West Virginia let's, meanwhile yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about let's talk South about West Carolina's Virginia Carolina's got the African virus West Virginia and Mississippi all right okay yeah. don't follow that model yeah don't follow that model yeah man it just you know people you know might say we're conspiracy theories and, and, and we're no. not by saying this but it, it it's the same old narrative that we are used to wherein it's always negative there's always that negative connotation when it's black or it's Africa you know meanwhile all the other places you know, you don't have that same type of labeling, or, or we're not talking about you know being a conspiracy. We're just we're talking about basically. Uh, I, I think it's a fact because if you look at HIV, yeah, slash AIDS. If you look at Ebola, yeah. If you look at swine flu, H one N one, all that type of stuff. Every one of those have some type of finger pointing at the continent of Africa. Yeah. As being the starting point. Well, and now, now here comes a coronavirus variant from South Africa. Well, now, they, they did the same uh, thing last really? year when, when when we first started acknowledging that the virus had made it here. Coronavirus. The first thing off was you had no travel from Africa and South America. The black and brown. <laughs> you had to shut down travel. You know, you had the Africans who were living. Uh, as businessmen and women in China, they were being kicked out of their apartments and home and put, basically and put China into the did street. That. China, China did, did that. that. China did that as a facade because they were trying to deflect the attention that they knew they were going to get yep. once the information got out yep. that this virus started in the Wuhan province. Right. In that laboratory. And now all of a sudden, people who were running that laboratory disappeared oh well, yeah what were they on vacation oh we ain't seen them you thought you seen them somebody called his phone what you know this is what's going on Ping they're trying him. to blame yeah you know uh what's this where's this gps it says siberia what <laughs> <laughs> you know the Mon the mongolian mountains and stuff well, you ain't gonna but never hear for them again yeah but like i said and i'm i'm willing to bet money this isn't a conspiracy theory this is a situation where i'm saying if you got different levels of effectiveness i hate to use the word effectiveness for a virus but this virus has an effectiveness and it is has it has effectiveness on different levels all right mm -hmm. i'm what if a person 100 years old has quote-unquote coronavirus but is asymptomatic right that means they didn't have the same strain or same virus per se as the guy 25 years old who works out in the gym five days a week and, in, and is in great health mm -hmm. 
he has the virus and he's dead 10 days later. Right, right. Okay, that's not, it can't be, Marv, it can't be the same strain. They're talking about, oh, our bodies are different. Uh, yes, our bodies are different, mm -hmm. but uh, this is, this is, this is all, but this is the difference between a two year old kicking you in the leg or you jumping in front of a Greyhound bus on the thruway that's going 80 miles an hour. <laughs> right? There's going to be different amounts of pain. Okay? There is there's nobody, I, 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 it's hard to believe that the same strain does not affect an, a 100 year old at all, but kills a 25 year old. Mm. Okay? It can't be the same strain. This is because it's a virus and because they were using chemicals and stuff to put this virus together and mutate it, putting it together. They had, they were testing, all right, well, all right, we got this, we got strain number one. All right, let's kick it up a little bit, just, you know, with whatever they do to make it more, quote unquote, effective or powerful. Strain number two. They wanted, they saw how high they could go. And strain number five is that if anybody gets it, that's their ass. They had to have been experimenting with different levels because in order for them to put this virus together to begin with, they were doing it for a specific reason. I agree with All you. All right? I agree with now, you. Now, they're, they're telling they're, they're tell, China's telling another country, well, you mess with us or you do this, we're going to send this strain over there, and it's going to mess you up. Or we're going to send this strain, and it's going to kill people. You know, it's like their version of an atomic bomb. With the atomic bomb, you don't have different levels. You have, you may have different strengths due to the size of the the, the, the nuclear explosion, but you still have a nuclear explosion, and it's going to kill people. Now the question is, is it going to kill an area that's about the size of a county, or is it going to wipe out something half the size of New York City, or New York City altogether? You see, what I'm saying, yeah. The people who are putting the people who are putting together this virus. They put together different levels. And when this virus escaped or was sent out or whatever, all the levels were sent out. The question is now, if people get a, get caught with it, okay, it all depends on which level they are being infected by will determine how their body responds. Not to mention the other you know, uh, pre-existing conditions. That's all part of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the average hundred year old has some pre-existing conditions. It's called okay. age. So, I mean, I just cannot believe that the same virus is killing people and sparing people asymptomatic. Well, I mean, have you, you ever heard, you got a you lot. Ever heard of anybody? You ever heard of anybody having a flu and they were asymptomatic? I don't think so. Uh, and the thing is, is that you, you got more younger folk that are being adversely affected now than were before when it first broke out. So I think what's happening is that because of the fact that the, the virus has permeated itself all over the world, the different levels are basically very prominent now. Uh, that's that's my feeling, because there are just there are too many levels of sickness involved with this virus. Too many different levels. I mean, I thank God it's not like it's a virus that if you catch it, you're a dead man or a woman. Thank God that's not the case. I mean, you got people, like I said, they are going, they are going through things daily as if nothing's going on. Mm -hmm. So 
it's just it's just confusing how uh, the same virus has um, uh, significantly different effects on different people. Huge gap from being. It's a, I would think you would agree it's a huge gap between being asymptomatic and uh, uh, death. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely would uh, uh, agree. You know, the the first, you know, it was just like uh, that, that, like you said, the period where um, HIV uh, AIDS had come out and it was all my, you know, like an automatic death sentence when you heard that right. you had it, you know, and the same right. thing with the, with COVID, you know, when persons got COVID, it was like, oh, okay, within a matter of a week or two, they're gone, you know, yeah. and, and now you're getting more of the survival, survivability um, taking place wherein now it's like, okay, yeah, they got it, but we, we're looking at addressing it different ways and so now the severity of the disease is, or the virus is not as intense as it was when, when we first uh, uh, was recognizing what it was. And so, you know, I, I think uh, the more vaccines, I mean, Johnson & Johnson's uh, vaccine is rolling out. There's another vaccine by another company uh, that, that uh, what was the name of that one? You remember? I remember the Johnson & Johnson. I don't remember. Yeah, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna. Pfizer, yep. Yeah, but yeah, those, another, are, those are the big three. There's another one that uh, uh, just was coming out. They were talking about either. I think it was last. Yeah, the, Chin- the Chinese are supposed to have one coming out, and the Russians are supposed to have one you're coming about out. You talking about the Novavax? I said. Is it Novavax? That's it the one been, I know about. Yeah, Novavax. yeah. I, well, I knew that the Chinese and the Russians, they they've been talking about they they're going to come out with one uh, since last year, and, and it's been kind of like still like it's coming out, being announced, but it hasn't it hasn't come out yet. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, no kinda, it's not it's really not a big deal because those countries, they have doctors and labs and all that other stuff, just like the United States does. And they come up with medicine just like the United States and Canada does. So, I mean, I'm like this. If the vaccine is effective, I'm like this. The more, the merrier. You know, this yeah. is this is a world pandemic. And, you know, we got to we got to realize that this being a world pandemic, we got to do everything as sort of like on a, a team effort. Everybody's got the little egos, but the more effective vaccines, the better. I don't care if it's from Russia or China. I do not care. I want I, we want people to get vaccinated so they can become safe. Just That's the whole idea. Effective. As long as it's effective, I'm as good. long as it's effective and, and it's safe. That's the ideal. I don't I don't care. It could come from it could come from Mexico. If it's 95, 98% effective, mm-hmm. hey, so be it. This is no joke. Oh, I agree with you. It's all hands on deck. And you know, in a lot of the medical community, uh, they are working like we, you know, uh, Biden wrote that executive order to bring us back into uh, that um, medical committee that uh, had formed a while back. So you know, we're we're sharing doctors, we're sharing scientists, uh, because we have to. We got it. We well, know, you know what? We had it. We had an idiot. Who took a, you're talking about the World Health Organization, okay? Yeah. We had an idiot who took us out of the WHO. We had an idiot who took us out of a lot of things because he wanted to make it his way or the highway because he thought he was the uh, uh, a king and this was his country and he's a dictator and all of that crazy mess. Yeah, I'll all put right? the word is he dick. had. 
He had no he has no idea about the CDC. He has no idea about the WHO. He had no idea about NATO. All of this with him, it's like, ah, oh, wow, wow. It, it, uh, NATO, they have to pay their share. They have to pay their share. They have to, everything about him was was dollars, dollars, dollars. And mm -hmm. you can bet, you can bet, if anything had to be do with dollars, and it had anything to do with Donald Trump, it was a way for Donald Trump to get money from those dollars, or his companies were going to benefit, or other companies that were going to benefit directly because he was doing favors for him, or you know, doing favors for those companies. And he was getting a piece, he was getting a kickback, he was getting a taste. Donald Trump wasn't doing nothing for free. Oh, right? well, he, he's, not, he's not built like that. He, it's, no, it's he's not. And, and never, if that, Donald Trump was not somebody who was in politics 10, 15, 20 years, who knows how this works. Donald Trump don't know jack about diplomacy, he doesn't know nothing about foreign policy. He doesn't know nothing, and he didn't have people around him who knew anything. All he did was he had people around him who said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And they try to make all the money they can do, they can get, so he can float his businesses and make every dime. All right? Now he don't realize that his acts are going to come back to haunt him and his family and his cronies. Okay? So the thing is that, you know, you look at the vaccines, you look at the rollout, you know, this should not be a hard thing to do. These vaccines are being are being manufactured. They, they're, they're being shipped to the states. This should not be hard. Yeah, it's going to be tough to, vac you know, to vaccinate maybe, maybe 300, 280 million people. It's going to be a tough thing to do, but that's, that's something you got to do. It's got to be done, plain and simple. It's just crazy it's how people think, you know, you say it's a tough thing, but what's so hard about socially distancing, getting vaccinated, you know, doing all the things, washing hands, dis disinfecting things? Well, you have you have a group of people, a big point, a big chunk of them are Republicans who believe that they have a right not to wear a mask. They have a right not to get vaccinated. They have a right not to social distance. All right. Those are the people who are, who are trying to call themselves originalists of the Constitution. And I'm sure that the founding fathers did not think that, you know what, in 2020, there's going to be a huge pandemic and they're going to have to wear masks. And we're going to write it like in the Constitution where they have the ability not to uh, wear a mask and they can pass on the virus to each other if they so desire. But that is not the case. They, the founding fathers didn't have an ideal of the, the amount of weapons and homicides, drive-by shootings, people people using AK-47s talking about, oh, this is I'm protecting the house with this. Really? Yeah. A weapon of a weapon of war, military grade, and you live on South 42nd Street in Detroit, and you need <laughs> military grade weapons to defend your house. Come on, give me a break. The founding fathers did not realize this. All right, this yeah. is why we have a this is why we have amendments to the Constitution. You got a whole bunch of people who are gun nuts, and some of them have never fired a weapon in their damn life. And, yeah. and most of them, in a gunfight, they would be soiling their pants. Okay? Absolutely. So let's not, you know, we can't be fooled. It's like it was in the Constitution. It's by God. The Constitution is not a God-given right. 
The Constitution was written by men. Mm. Okay? I agree with you. And, so, I mean, we are at that point. <laughs> it goes by quick when we get ramped up and we have good discussions that are, are passionate. Um, you know, we try to defend our, our position, perspective. Today, it was the Be Easy Lieutenant uh, uh, team there. Boy, I thought I had to come out with the Ginsu knives to cut y'all down. No, you, no you, you're, you're, you're defending the stock municipal manipulators. <laughs> and no. we're like, wait a minute, stock, the I, stock market is, stock market, there are people who made millions, there are people who got stocks that was, that's been passed down in their family for generations because they're still making money or have a situation where they got millions in I'm, their account. I'm not defending know? those rich bastards. I was trying to defend the stability of the market where my IRAs are tied up in because I don't want nothing. Well, you know what? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think a huge influx of cash in a video game uh, store is going to upset the U.S. Hey, stock market. Hey, you, you never know until you have one of these jokers nah. living up in your house and then you see how they operate. You got to watch these video games. You know people. what? You know, you, know how, yeah, you know how you do that? You turn, off, you turn off the power to the computer so they can't play Call of Duty. Sound like shot being fired. That's all right. I got a friend that made. I got a friend that made ten bands off of that AMC oh, stock. Here we go. See what I'm saying? But you Look know it. what? But you know what? And they spin it at all at the, nah, the pizza he, shop. He sent it to his parents. You got, he sent it to his parents. Like you got me reconsidering. Right Two now. more rounds of pepperoni. We got another yeah. game of Call of Duty. I might have to put it towards something else. I don't know. I don't like the way. I don't like what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Final words, gentlemen. We got four minutes left in the show. What's your uh, round robin? I will give, uh, let's see. Blake, you want to start out, Mr. Beasy? Invest in dog. Nah, I'm kidding. Don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, everybody be safe out there. Uh, you know, check out the stock market if, if, if that's what you want to do. Uh, but no, nah, I got nothing else. I, I got to go to work now. See you all later. Oh, yeah, well, yeah go 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 meet the man. That's right. Yeah, I'll be dropping you off because I need my wheels today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, what you got, sir? Uh, hey, you know, basically status quo. Nothing, I mean, has nothing's changed dramatically. Uh, the situation going on in the Republic Par- Republican Party, it's a civil war going on, you know, within their party. Let them eat each other. Uh, they deserve it. And uh, people just do the smart thing, you know, about being safe and being vigilant. And if if you're if you are a person who have some stock market, you know, uh, uh, education or acumen, and if you can get in and make some dollars because of what's going on, do it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> do it because them, the the fat cats are going to do it. Trust me. And that's the difference between a Chevrolet and a BMW, okay? Mm. Well, you heard it here from uh, Be Easy and also the good Lou. Uh, you know, spend that spend that money wisely, but uh, spend it wisely. I'm, there's I'm, no such there's no such thing as having too much money. I, no, look, sir. I, I would round of applause for that one. Absolutely, I agree with you on that one thousand percent. And when you do make that money, spend it in your community. We need to get our um, our money back into our community to benefit our bottom line. We've been spending our money in other communities far too much, far too long. 
and that's why we still are where we are. Uh, if we want to have a, a voice and a place at the table, uh, then we should start utilizing our table uh, so that way we, we can uh, put on it what we wish to eat and we can have who we wish to be added as well. You know, let's stop renting somebody else's space and then get upset when we can't do what we want with it. All right, so we will go out with that. I got uh, one minute, two minutes left, so I will go out with uh, a little bit of the remix instrumental of uh, the far side here. So y'all be safe, socially distant, and um, uh, be kind to one another. I'll take Ellen's statement here <laughs> for the uh, the closeout for this weekend. And stay warm. It's going to be snowy and cold here. We know what it is mm-hmm. out, out west. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> Stop running it up. All right, Lou, I'll talk with you. Okay. Peace.